must have forgot, 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 Pound for pound is mine. Hit Percy Harris with four hooks at one time. Y'all must have forgot, 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 forgot. When I beat Bernard Hopkins, I want the IBF. The right was hurt, beat him with the left. Y'all must have forgot, forgot. Salutations out there. This is the Five Starter Crew coming back at you with a brand new podcast. I'm TK Yoke, and I got my main man, K Bad. What's up, y'all? What's happening? And um, Bob should be logging on in the next 10 15 minutes, so I'll end when he gets here. KB, yes, sir. How you been, man? Oh, man, uh, I've been an up and down week, man. Uh, you know, a lot of stuff going on at work. Um, so I've been, you know, dealing with that, but also, uh, um, on a brighter note, it's like it's been an up and down week, then, like on a brighter note, I hit my target weight this week. Um, I officially lost 100 pounds. So that was my target. Hit that on Monday. Congrats, congrats. Yeah, man. Um, and I appreciate all of it because I posted something about it on Twitter. I know you, you know, on that joint like that, but um, I posted uh, about it on Twitter and um, got an outpouring of support, love, and all that, man. So um, a lot of our listeners, like I recognize a lot of the names, man, a lot of people that have been following us for the longest, man. Congratulated me, man. Told them how much I inspired them to get involved. And a lot of people that listen to the show, they signed up for it. Um, a lot of them have, like, already started to lose, like, sizable amounts of weight. And, um, yeah, man, it really just, like, it helped, like, really lift me up this week, man. To see so many people um, who reached out after I posted that, man. And, um, you know, not only say congratulations, but you also inspired me to, you know, start my own weight loss journey. Yeah, I really appreciate that, man, for everybody who uh, hit me up after that, man. So, uh, now I'm on to the weightness um, portion of this journey, man, and I got to be on that for six weeks. Hopefully I can maintain the way I'm at. Um, but, again, man, just the health benefits and, again, I love the compliments, man, but, you know, the health benefits, uh, I want to make sure that I uh, don't get back to anywhere close to the elements before this, man. So, um, that's helped. Flying home tomorrow. I can't wait to get home, man. See, you know, family, friends, watch the Super Bowl. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, so like I said, it's been up and down. And then also, um, I know a lot of people listen to our show. I've heard me talk about Joe Madison um, before he passed away this week. And um, before he, he passed away, was that last, I think Thursday or something? So that was Thursday. And uh, hit me like a ton of bricks, man. Just because of how long I have been listening to the show, uh, for people who don't know, Joe Madison is, um, to me, the most preeminent voice in black talk radio possibly ever. Um, somebody who I was introduced, introduced to by my father. My father used to um, listen to him every day on WOL. That's where he really... Um, I'm not going to say he got his big break in radio, but that's where he really made a name for himself in talk radio. And um, I actually called into his show one time. This was back like in the late 90s. Uh, after I graduated from Hampton, he was talking about uh, the Hampton Sailing Tape and how um, Hampton.
happened with the first HBCU to start the film program. He was talking about it, and he was like, you know, kind of showed on the details. And it just so happened that I covered that. I wrote a story about it, but I had the script with the school newspaper. And um, I was just sitting there in the living room with my pops, man. As I graduated, he was sitting in some school. He said, why don't you call in and tell Joe all about it? And I called up and told him everything about it, and he thanked me for profusely uh, for calling in. And uh, one of his most famous sayings was, like, you never know who's listening to the Madison show. And he said that after I called mm-hmm. him. And, um, you know, I was hooked from then on. Um, I listened to his show as much as I could, and it became like a regular part of my mornings, man. Like, just hear that dude and get his takes on everything that was going on in the world. All the people that he knew, all his memorable interviews with Dick Gregory, him and Dick Gregory were real tight. They actually replayed one of those interviews um, last night on Madison Classics. They would air his show in the mornings from 6 to 10 on Sirius XM Radio. Once he moved over to Sirius, and they would replay it at 8 o'clock at night. So. If I didn't catch it in the morning, I was make sure I'd catch it at night. So this happened, I was driving home last night, and I caught a lot of his, uh, I think it might have been his last interview with Dick Gregory. He had him, um, the last time he had him on the show. And uh, now the thing that both of those dudes, and like just to listen to, like they would go back and forth. You could tell us how great friends they were, but you know how funny Dick Gregory was. Mm-hmm. People was calling in. It was just hilarious, man. But it also just kind of hit home that both of those brothers are no longer with us, man, and just how powerful their voices were and how important they were. And um, just to see all the outpouring of like love and support, and just hearing people just break down on the radio, hearing people like Karen Hunter just recall her beating Joe Madison, how much he meant to meant to her, Clay Kane, all every, you know, pretty much everybody in her review was serious XM, but just also Kamala Harris called in the Clay Kane show to talk about Joe Madison, like just Joe Biden tweeted about it, seeing all of the local news stories about it, the national news stories about it, like. Like a very, very, very powerful voice is no longer with us. And I know for people who didn't listen to his show on the regular, like really understands like what we lost um, when he passed, man. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really going to miss that dude, man. I'm really, really going to miss you, you just don't find people like him every day. Um, yeah, and yeah, rest in peace to that dude, man. I'm just, yeah, I'm really going to miss that, bro. No, definitely. Um, I would tell you that um, Dick Gregory's son was my um, chiropractor. Nah, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout out to man, um, Rick. Um, so, Rick um, is um, a chiropractor. And um, I'm not sure if he went to school with him at North Carolina or he went to, like, some, like, higher ed program to get his, like, you know, degree in chiropractory, mm-hmm. whatever you call it. But, um, like, back when, um, like, around time, like, me, me and Sam were, like, temping or whatever, man, like, I had a reoccurring back problem from back when we were, like, interning for a department of rec or whatever. Like, um, we told a story before, um, we used to work right next to the print shop, and the little old lady in there, she used to always have us coming there lifting papers. So, when you're young and dumb, you don't bend your knees and shit. So, I fucking cooked my back for the first time back in like 98 I want to say and um, that joint hit me like right before New Year's I remember um, it hit me the day that um, our man Henry rest in peace um, had an extra ticket to go to fucking um, the Rising Center to see Starcade that's when um, fucking Kevin Nash hit Bill Goldberg with the motherfucking cow prod and gave him his first loss but yeah yeah when I was getting ready for that joint, that's my back locked up in the motherfucking shower and shit, you know. So I had a recurrent back problems from then on until and so like, you know, I first started working at my job, uh, my current job, whatever. But 
you know, I just didn't know about fucking benefits and shit, so I was acting stupid. So, um, Rick had seen that, you know, I was like either tweeting or wrote on the motherfucking, on, um, SOHH, I guess, back then or whatever, that my back was cooked or whatever. And he's like, well, you know, one of my frat brothers, um, is a, is a, um, a chiropractor in D.C. So, right, right by fucking American University was his office and shit, and I went in there, whatever. And, um, yeah, man, it was Dick Gregory's son, so I got quite a few stories about his father, you know, um, yeah. We already know he's a funny guy, man, but yeah, a lot more funny than pe people probably even realize. So I can imagine <laughs> the ditty back and forth between him and Madison was pretty I good, you know. Man. People called him up, man, asking Dick all kind of questions, you know. Mm -hmm. Asking about that Bahamian diet, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What you eating these days, Dick? And he, man, like, yeah. yeah, you know. Just one of the most naturally funny people. Like, just naturally funny. You know, no matter what he's talking about, he could be funny talking about it. And, um, yeah, dog, just old black men like that, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dog. They got no chill, yeah. Dick, Dick, I'm also, um, hit on my ex girlfriend, too, at, um, Bus Boys and Poets. So, um, right on, right on. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> niggas gonna be niggas, you know? Yeah, they yeah. gonna be niggas. Guess who hit on me today? I'm like, what the, what the fuck kind of question is that, you know? that shit. <laughs> I I never, I you never would have guessed it though, would you? <laughs> Nigga, I'd, I, I'd still be guessing right now. You know? <laughs> yeah, <don't. laughs> I'd still be guessing right now. Big you know? Gregory. Huh? Yeah. yeah, definitely, man. Rest in peace to him as well as um, we lost um, another one too, dog. Um, Carl Weathers. Absolutely. Yeah. Action Jackson himself, man. Yep, Action Jackson, man. Mm. Yeah, I know I'm a cook, so I've, I've been saving it. You know, I see it. Um, Double Toasted uh, reviewed um, Action Jackson this week, so okay. All right. Yeah, All you right. know they, they be acting stupid anyway, so mm -hmm. but I know it's gonna be good. But um, yeah, man, yeah. Carl Weathers, dog. Um, one of the most hard to believe movies of all time <laughs> for so many reasons. You know? I mean, one of them is like if Vanity threw it at him, he was like, "Nah, I'm good." You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The nerve, yeah. Yeah, the nerve, yeah. <laughs> Y'all already on the bed, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we already here. We might as well, yeah. 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 Eddie was like, is that a bed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bed. <laughs> like, here, yeah, Eddie. I gotta bed. try that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, well. Glad you um get the um you know come back home and kind of release a little bit after the, the week you've had um yeah. you know working and everything absolutely yeah. all right so um one thing oh. I do one thing I do got to do you know, uh -huh. I don't know why I follow this. you know this Bama uh Big Slim taste test you know Bama who be reviewing local restaurants on on Instagram uh I got. If I hear his voice, I'll probably know it, man. I follow so many damn That nigga got the most DC ass voice that you got in the one song, bro. Yeah. Stamp. If you get that one. Yeah, that's Yeah. Yeah. This is where I'm at. This is on old head, man. This is on fire as a motherfucker, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, man. He went to a couple places over the last few weeks, man. I never heard of, but like, yeah, Slim. I'm like, you know, I'm not trying to gain 30 pounds back then, so. Yeah. I'm not even going to tempt myself. Stay in the crib and eat what I've been eating. Yep. 
my next two joints, um, I meant to hit it last week, but uh, I'll get into um, my dilemmas in a, in a second. But um, I wanted to hit um, today's pizza. Yeah, yeah, that's one so, of the zones he hit, yeah, man. So, so today's pizza is like two, three blocks from like my old neighbor, like my my old house or whatever in Northeast or whatever, right? So, they have new um, new management, but they kept the same name because like that was a place you went five dollar uh five dollar small pizza, like you know onion rings, like just the most basic ass shit if you want to eat real cheap. It's right across you from the liquor store. So, well, any any and every type of nigga in D.C. be hanging around today's pizza and shit. But I ain't lived over there in fucking 14 years, though. So, mm-hmm. at some point in the last maybe year or three or whatever, um, they got new management. And they don't serve pork anymore, but they serve beef and everything else, whatever. So, they're like, signature dish is like the oxtail pizza. Mm-hmm. And they also do like mm-hmm. a salmon and shrimp pizza, mm-hmm. and like they have sandwiches and fucking mm-hmm. like all this shit, man. So when all I first ki- saw all it, kinds of shit, <laughs> all kinds of all kinds of shit to make you fat, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's all. So, it is, yeah. so like I saw it on, on like I saw the little story on Instagram, and I was like, oh, this shit look alright. And then he, it was like a montage of interviewing people like outside it, and I'm like, this shit look familiar, yeah. Like that joint look like look right across you from motherfucking Wayland's um liquor store, yeah. So <laughs> I put two and two together, though. I looked that joint up and saw that, that damn um that address, yeah. Nigga, I hit Brian and Ronnie immediately. Like, the fuck is going on? How come your niggas ain't tell you about this shit? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Ronnie has to live out Laurel, but he still be in, in the city. But man, Brian be uh, like he's still around there, dog. I'm like, nigga, come here and tell you about this shit, man. Mm-hmm. So. That's all my um that's on my bucket list and um that motherfucker um cheesesteak place um in Silver Spring I think called Soko. Yep. Yeah, yep. dog. That's yeah, man. Yeah, man. Them two at the top of my list, man. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so Yeah. Last, last year. <laughs> hey young. Yeah. Hey young. Yeah. That motherfucker steak looks so finely chopped, young. Dog and all the cheese, young. <laughs> So, I, like, I ain't gonna. I can say this shit now. I lost a hundred pounds. You know? Last time I was home, I drove halfway out that motherfucking turned around. You know? <laughs> Dead ass <laughs> nigga. I got on ninety five. Put that shit in my GPS. I wasn't gonna tell nobody. You know? I was gonna go out there, eat that motherfucker in there or around there. Come home, act like ain't nothing happened. You know? Hey, uh, hey, uh. The good Dino on your left shoulder outruled the bad Dino on the right. <laughs> Them Dino dilemmas, young. <laughs> yeah, young. <laughs> hey, shorty. Hey, young. Like, I wish you could see me fighting with myself. It was raining, too. I'm like, young, what are you doing, young? You doing hey. so good, you know what I'm I take my social media as a motherfucker. You see that it's, shit but so many times, man, niggas cutting that jump on that cross section. I'm like, see, yeah, that cross section, <sighs> that shit. That motherfucker cheese be bubbling, you know, see? Hey. <laughs> yeah, bubbles. Motherfucker's <laughs> 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 bread look pillow soft, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
finely chopped ribeye. <sighs> I ain't, and see, that's the thing. It's hard to get a really good cheesesteak back home, you know? Yeah, We talked about is. it on the show before. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. you see so many people talking about, oh, yeah, we finally got one. We got one of the ones. I'm like, all right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, so good, you know? Yeah. They got another John Perlin in uh, College Park that's supposed to be all right, too. I can't think of the name of it right now, but. Uh, that's the joint um, um, Brent, um, uh, one of my listeners, Brent put me on, too. Okay. It was solid. It was, it was solid. solid. Um, right. It was solid, but um, what's the, what's the, it's a steak sh- um, sh- sub shop on K Street. Um, let me put cheesesteak K Street. Cheesesteak. Grazi, Grazi, Grazi. Um, so, yep, yep, yep. Yep. So, it is like a um, a sub chain um, store, or whatever, man. But that's the closest thing I've had to a Philly cheesesteak in DC. Grazi, Grazi. Okay. It's a little, little on the smaller side, or whatever. Like you know, um, the joint of College Park that Brent put me onto. Um, they have larger, larger sandwiches, but this has like the most authentic cheesesteak. But that SoCo joint, like the pictures, like if the pictures do it any justice, or whatever, man. Then yeah, that's gonna be the one. So, I'll see. So yeah, I didn't go to Stay's Pizza um, because um, Domino's is like a mile from me, or whatever. And like last week, they had a um, uh, on my damn Slick Deals um, account, or whatever. Man, they had like a six dollar fucking large pizza. Okay. So I just I just went ahead, went ahead over there and grabbed the drink, man. And mainly because, uh, well, that was two weeks ago. That was when I was going through all the damn flooding and shit. So, um, to transition into that, man, I finally got, you know, my condo association to get my get the plumbers out here last Friday and shit. Now, mind you, up until that point, since the Sunday before that, I'd had a backup and flood every day. Anytime somebody decided to wash wash clothes or or use the garbage disposal profusely and shit, the water would back up and shit, man. So, yeah, man. That was, like, one of, like, the worst stretches that I've had here, you know. Um, so, we finally got the damn plumbers out or whatever. And I've had, like, four or five plumbers from the time I've been here come out here, and nobody has ever found, like, this, this like, safety valve that is behind my, uh, my dryer because I have a you know, the stackable washer and dryer and shit. Like, nobody has found this fucking valve except these damn plumbers and shit. Like, oh, yeah, here's the back of the back of valve right here. I'm like, how the fuck the has nobody found this shit before? So, um, you know, they took the little machine and, you know, drilled and, and sucked all the damn evil out and shit, man. And it's what the problem is in 90% of, like, backups and shit. Motherfuckers be putting grease down a goddamn garbage disposal. Yeah, that's not boring. You know, so um, it don't belong there, y'all. It do not belong there. It does not belong there. Yeah. If you want to get rid of grease, just put it the shit in a coffee can, like that little coffee can of grease that your mom used to keep, like baking grease and all that on the stove. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Take one of them or anything and like pour the grease in there. Wait till it gets full. Put the shit in the freezer and just throw it away. A jar, like just let it rock up and, and throw it away. Yeah. Yeah. It's not hard. 
But stop yeah. putting the shit down, fucking kitchen sink, whatever. Stop cutting your head in the goddamn bathroom sink like young. Like, you, yeah. that stuff does not belong down drains. And then you wonder yeah. why you got backups. Yeah, so I grew up not having garbage disposal and shit. And my mom, you know, she owned a damn diner when we were kids, when, when I was a kid, whatever. So that was always a no no, young. Yeah. Like, I but it should be fucking I'm, common sense, though. Everybody ain't got that, Kenny. Everybody ain't got it. Well, niggas just don't care. Yeah, yeah. They don't care also. Yeah. So, um, everybody was purring per- per- the finger um, in-, in the email and shit afterwards mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. dude above me, whatever, he rents the place out. So, those young girls used to always be up there motherfucking clog dancing and shit. Um, They've been gone for a while. And, um, you know, but I'm sure they were throwing grease down there. I'm sure they were. As were the people probably above them, whatever. So that's fine. They cleared the joint, ran the fucking you know cycling the washing machine, and you filled up the um, the kitchen sink and ran the garbage disposal. Just like have everything at once and shit to see if it was going back up, and it didn't. Whatever. So I was good. Put my motherfucking brisket in, in, in the drayo for for four hours and shit. Went out for a run, came back, and I'm like, okay, I'm back to having a normal house again, you know. My damn brisket about to finish. I'm like, let me go ahead and pour up this nice, nice glass of Bordeaux, man. Clear it, like, wash out the glass, turn the water off. The shit wouldn't cut off, Kenny. Damn. Water flying everywhere. Uh, I don't know what sitcom it was. I know Lucy and Ethel um, had motherfucking bubbles and shit, you know? but somebody had like a backed up sink and it was just water flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's what the fucking. Sh- that's what that shit was looking like here, dog. Mm-hmm. So. It fucking flooded the, the um, what do you call it, the counter, went onto the floor, and then went over to, like, towards the water closet where I just put the carpet back down because it had been up for, like, a week and a half because I didn't want to put it down and have it flooded again. So I just got the motherfucking carpet dry and put it down, and they got wet again, yeah. I said, I can't win for losing, yeah. Cannot win for losing, dog. So... My sink had had like a slow leak or whatever, but I was like, I want to take care of this first before I have any damn plumbers come in here and be all, you know, loosey-goosey with a brand new motherfucking um, sink and shit, man. So I just ordered one off of, um, um, you, you fuck with Woot.com? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Woot is owned by Amazon, but the problem with Woot, well, the, the good thing about Woot is like they have shit like super clearance, so... I got like a hundred eighty dollar, um, you know, um, faucet joint with the, the the motion sensor and all that shit for thirty three dollars plus, you know, you know, tax. But the shipping is free because I have Prime or whatever because like Amazon owns whatever, right? But they don't ship out as quickly, so that joint doesn't come until next week. So I had to cut all the goddamn water off and shit, man. And yeah, man, I'm running water from the motherfucking uh, the bathroom. To the kitchen and shit like I can still drain through the muffin you know, like you know, the the drain and the garbage disposal and shit but I gotta fucking run water from there to here cause if I turn that water on it's gonna just flood my damn kitchen again so hopefully the water guys are through with me um for the next you know 10-15 years um hopefully longer than that young but nigga just been through it dog and um uh, yeah Thank goodness for patience and older age, you know, because um, 10, 15 years ago, I've been having a fit up in this bitch still today, you know, um, but 
I just look at things on the brighter side, man. I, look, I thought to myself, if this was um, a calendar month earlier, I would have literally been in L.A. and came back home to five floods, you know? So, gotta look at the uh, motherfucking glass half full sometimes, you know? It could be a lot worse, you know? But goddamn, you know? I'm ready for it to be over. Yeah. So, it is what it is. Um, other than that, everything's pretty good, man. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, let's go ahead and move on to, uh, we'll get to the emails. Yeah, get to the emails because we haven't, um, hit those joints in, um, in a minute. So, KB, listen to emails and feedback of the weeks. All right. So, we're going back to January 22nd. Um, so this one is from Lazarus, NFL QB agendas and new music. Uh, Peace, bros. It's Laz, aka Wakanda Kings, and watch the email. Uh, no tanks, but I want to send y'all some first. Watching that field goal kick swerve while right resulting in the loss of Buffalo was so satisfying. <laughs> I was at the bar rubbing my hands together like that John Bug sitting in his chair on Family Guy saying, "Good, good." <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing against the team, but I do have an agenda against Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. Um, it started when these. Uh, were when these were the main names being compared to Lamar when he won in his money before the season, saying that these were elite Q- QBs who were worth it compared to him. Uh, since then, watching them fail as the monster sees us far has been great. So I'm a Titans fan. I'll be rooting for Lamar and the Ravens for this year's Super Bowl run. Mm-hmm. Um, second, I've been recording some new music lately and attached to the song I wanted y'all to have an exclusive listen to was about the team carjackings that have been going on in the area. I know it's been a point of topic on the show. Also, know of someone whose key soul was stolen after she left it with her mother as she went on vacation. Also, some students at the school I work at were friends of those four teens who were killed in the car crash that are still in the car back in October. Let me know what y'all think of the sticking and listening. Um, Sorry to hear, man. Yeah. Take me take a list, though, last. Yep. Um, if you haven't watched The Brother's Son yet on Netflix, check it out. Michelle Yeoh is in it. And them arts are real good. It's in English, but there are uh, times when they speak in Mandarin for a couple of sentences at a time. Also, season two of High on the Hog is a good watch. Also, keep doing what y'all are doing, bringing the content that we love. Peace. Yeah, season two of High on the Hog is really good, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, um, I watched it last time I was, uh, I think I watched it over Christmas break when I was flying up back and forth um, between here and home. I watched it on the uh, on the plane, and um, yeah, the Atlanta episode was really really good. You know. What um what platform is that on? Netflix. Netflix, okay. Yeah, yeah, really solid stuff. Um, this one is from Brian P. Uh, now that's what I call Tanks Twenty Three. Um, suck my niggas. I know I'm late as hell to go around, so excuse my watching this, but it's time for Tanks of the Year. Oh boy, uh, quick disclaimer, some unforeseen bullshit happened with my notes app, so these tanks are all from my May slash June till the end of 23, so as always feel free to add on. Um, at number 10, my coworker Greg said, don't have your daughter driving like Ricky Ronnie, yeah he meant Ricky Bobby. Um, uh, Justin's uncle called Chad Ocho Cinco Numero Uno, yeah I remember that one. Um, Dan Martino called the Equalizer, the Energizer, I remember that one. Um, at seven, got a tie. Uh, first one, multiple people called the movie Flaming Hot, Hot Cheetos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember that. I remember that. Yep. Uh, Tino asked if they uh, called Tyrone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> self-report, I called the movie Paid For, Paid the Price. 
Oh, shit. <laughs> Some nigga at the gym called Pedro Star from uh, Onyx. Uh, said Pedro Star from Onyx is underrated. Um, man, that's good. Uh, Steve's dad called Metal World Peace uh, World Mega Peace. Um, <laughs> Danny Foxworth called Cracker Barrel Country Time Kitchen. Uh, <laughs> Greg's cousin said Wilson Pickett ain't uh, looking too good in the black and gold. Mm-hmm. And uh, number one, Dan Bartito called the smart guy Smart Alec. Um, <laughs> lastly, I didn't know what to classify this joint, but it had to be added somewhere. Dan Martino said Captain Plant used to pick up trash and shit with those kids. <laughs> this nigga got his own category. That's why he's a legend. Um, and the nigga's trying to explain how old this shit is a tie. Number one, Panthers owner David Tepper trying to explain why he took Bryce Young over CJ Stroud. Nigga said, <laughs> nigga said, we didn't need receivers because Young is like a point guard at decision making. Yeah, don't get me started with this guy shaking my damn head. Um, <laughs> number two, nigga's trying to explain Colorado's four and eight season after starting three and oh. Bah, you my guy, but I got those Kurt Angle eyes and you said, I ain't no Oregon has speed. I knew that shit was a rap. <laughs> When Kev on stage was talking about online play on Twitter. <laughs> Laugh my ass off. Anyway, uh, that's all I got this week, fellas. Y'all be easy. Oh, man. Feel yeah, good. Oh, man. Um, this one is from Eddie. Um, self-tanking questions. Uh, what's good, fellas? Hopefully I dropped this in before y'all finish, but if not, hopefully it will get read next week. Um, number one, quick self-thank after hearing about WWE Raw, the WWE Raw Netflix deal. I went to the Kali. We want to see the niggas' reactions. The best one I saw was a nigga post, what's USA going to do now? And that shit read like Duke Evers from Rocky Four telling Rocky to throw in the damn towel. <laughs> I said, they still have to play reruns of paint suit on there, right? Nigga, I mixed up suits and covert affairs. Yeah, real God bad. damn. Yeah. Um, and number two, after seeing Adrian Griffin, quote unquote, apparently losing the locker room to the Nigerian Ram Man, Rapidly Raps, and the rest of them niggas, I felt <laughs> bad for him. Rapidly Raps, I ain't never heard that one. Uh, none of that shit makes sense, but then I started to cook, not because of him getting fri- uh, fired, because I work in the tech industry, and that shit isn't great at the moment, but because I used to fuck. Uh, niggas up on those 2K games with dude. I get a good 15 and 5 with him as a decoy. Got me thinking about my niggas that was sorry in real life but beasted in the game all stars. I'm still fleshing out, but I know y'all got some contributions. Have a good one, fellas. Um, Rudy Gay wasn't sorry. Like, he was never a star. But man, niggas like him, motherfucking Gerald Green. Mm hmm. Niggas like that, like if you was like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, and had athleticism, it didn't matter if you could shoot or not. You could just dunk all fucking game. So all Rudy Gay had to do was get near the rim. It was a dunk. Like it was two points every fucking time, man. Yeah. Um, this one is from uh, Mr. Hate Coffee. Um, he's asking, is it over for Nikki? Uh, sup, fellas? I'm sure y'all talked about it, but this might be uh, really be up for Nikki Minaj. Her disc ain't hidden, and her fans are out of control. 
Um, as a silent Nikki hater, sorry, CC Fools, it brings me joy. I'm curious what y'all think, though. Did her stands go too far this time? Will Nikki be forced uh, to do damage control, or does we all be forgotten in the week? Did we talk about last week? Yeah, I I wanted to address that too, young. Um, I don't know if she um, pressed our account on Twitter and shit, young, but I did um, see um, Thiefy Pooh um, dress us down in um, on the collie, and I'll take full responsibility for this and shit. So I said that uh, one of her fans, like um, the face um, Meg's uh, mother's tombstone shit. That shit was like something else completely un um unrelated to that and somebody like posted that shit as if that was what happened or whatever. So I would take that, you know. We cooked off it last week or whatever, man, but I introduced the topic to it. <clears throat> you know, I introduced like that as being, you know, a thing or whatever. So I would take that thiefy. That's my bad, you know? I will I'm not no Robert Green ass nigga who can't, you know, admit he's wrong because I'm going to violate one of my damn, you know, motherfucking points of contention and, and, and fucking like keep my standing like I don't care about all that shit I agree I was wrong right. about that however everything else I write about you know she looked crazy she looked like she on drugs and the song was terrible yeah that song is terrible it's all yeah man and like dog I ain't got no horse in the race but if I did it would be leaning towards Nikki but she embarrassed herself you know she looking like drunk aunt, you know? Yeah. So hopefully, like, hopefully somebody can have, like, she's an intervention, dog. Whether it's drugs or just, like, old woman grace decorum, you know? It's just, it's just bad, you know? She does not, she's not becoming an elder stateswoman in hip-hop gracefully, dog. Yeah. Anytime, like, People ain't talking about how crazy Doja Cat anymore. Ain't talking, ain't talking about how crazy Nikki is, right? It's a problem. So, apologize for the misquote um, of her stands, but that ain't got nothing to do with what, what she's been, uh, how, how she's been acting, which is crazy. So. All right. Um, real quick, thanks to Frank for the. Um, donation on Patreon. Appreciate that, brother. Thank you, Frank. This one is from Tony. Um, what's up, fellas? Been a minute. Many tanks have rolled past since my last drop. Um, we've been joking. Um, uh, one of my boys was buying a fancy human doll that we call Rosie. But when it came down to talking about how he's overworking the machine, one of them uh, said hardworking manager like Mr. Sprocket. Um, yeah, we corrected him and said it's Mr. Spacey, so she said Spacey Sprocket, same thing. Mm. Um, anyway, keep up the work, guys. Every drop of the week go that much smoother and keep my left riders entertained at the same time. Um, this one is from... Uh, I can't see what he said. Don, Don he sent like a, I don't know, a story from CNN. Roughly one of every 30 Oakland residents had a car stolen last year, according to a San Francisco Chronicle analysis. Young, what? That stat is insane. One of every 30? Damn. I heard it's bad in Oakland, but God damn, young. Hold up. 
Okay, he has linked to a storm scene of violent crime of felons in 2023. Southern 2023 Robberies grew 38% last year. Burglars increased 23%. Motor vehicle deaths jumped 44%. One, roughly one of every third of the had a car stolen last year. That's fucking crazy, man. <clears throat> I want to know how anybody even sells kids anymore, dog. Because everybody knows that's like the number one. That's, that's public enemy number one, you know. Like. Yeah, um, they must have to get them shits away, dog. Yeah, it's keys and Hondas, yeah. Um, that got the uh, certain models that were made. They put immobilizers in them. Um, I'm gonna say after any pretty much 2021 model, like if you got to push button start joint, you good because they already have built-in immobilizers. Um, but if you had a joint that got a uh, old-fashioned, you know, ignition, you gotta use a key with. Mm-hmm. If certain models, I think, were made between 2010 and 2021, um, certain models didn't have the immobilizer put them. It was just a cost-cutting measure by the by the company. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, somebody figured out that like, yeah, all you got to do was just break the steering column and use a USB cord. You can start that joint up. And um, yeah, man, because um, moms had one. Like I bought one. I, my joint got a because uh, moms had such good luck with hers. When I was getting ready to buy a car, I'm looking at. Lexus and all this shit. This was like when um, they still had like that car shortage. This is like summer 2022 when yeah. car prices so fucking inflated. And I'm looking at like Lexus and all that shit. And they, you know, the dealers are putting on eight, nine thousand dollars. You know, I don't even know what the fuck you call them, you know? Like, they're just adding on like a whole other charge on top of the price of the car. Greed tax, yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah, because we, we can charge as much more for the car because we can because there's a shortage of them. I was like, yeah, dog, I'm not spending $60,000 for a fucking car. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. So I started looking at, like, prices now. So I bought one, and, like, lucky my joint is a push start, and it's got an immobilizer. Um, but a lot of times people just see, like, the name of the car. They're not even looking. They just see it's a kid because, like, you got kids say your eyes and all that shit, like, you know, them joints got push button starts on them, but if you just see like the logo that's the name of the car, you still might bust the window try to get in that joint and even like you can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause my insurance been going up like with every time really since I got it, um, my insurance been gone up. Um, and after the point I was like, man, I might have to get rid of this joint, dog. Like So your insurance is going up even though like yeah. nothing happens to your car? Mm-hmm. That's crazy, you know. Like um, State Farm, I got State Farm. State Farm just straight up now, like they won't even take um, take on new policies. So like now, like if you're getting ready to buy a car, you think about buying a Kia or Hyundai, like you better check with your insurance company before you even buy that joint, because um, they might not even want insurance. Black History Month meal in 2023 tank. Um, it was a good five-star crew. Got a week of racism. Wake your ass up update. Um, cafeteria at my damn job. Had a Black History Month entree special of fried chicken, collard greens, and mac and cheese. Um, shit was gone the next day. Somebody got to get fired. Yeah, he sent a picture of the menu. Mm-hmm. Black History Month meal, fried chicken, bacon, mac and cheese, raised collard greens. 
I get where you're going, yo, but yeah, I see this running seven ninety nine, yo. Hey, it's a far cry from that eighteen dollar Big Mac meal, huh? Hey, Slim. Hey, you know, did you see? Speaking of stats, you know, I saw this on. I don't want to say maybe it's the Wall Street Journal. It was a reputable uh, publication. Their Twitter account said that. McDonald's is now pretty much unaffordable for like 45% of the American but like it's no longer something that they even look at because it's no longer deemed like deemed like an affordable meal. Yeah, um I'm not sure if you, I'm not sure if you saw my um my IG story but like it was a story on on today show this morning and I had to like go back and um rewatch the story um on my iPad at work and I, I screenshot the joint cuz like niggas be thinking I be lying like how much how how much um fucking McDonald's cost now. It's an eighteen dollar Big Mac meal in Connecticut right now. Yeah, um, somebody posted a picture of a receipt that they got. They went to a McDonald's. I want to say might have been in Idaho. I think it was. Mm-hmm. And that this kind of started. I want to say this is a couple months ago. Somebody like went to a McDonald's and they got a Big Mac meal, and it ended up being like eighteen dollars. But I think for what they got, I don't know if it was. It was either that, like a double quarter pounder, some special double quarter pounder, some type of burger, um, large fries, and like the drink or whatever. But the shit, it was, you know, tack all included, ended up being like $17, $18. That was the first time people was like, when the fuck did McDonald's start costing that much? Yeah. And now people are like routinely seeing this. Now, a lot of times people are taking screenshots of what they're seeing like on their DoorDash. Now, mm-hmm. DoorDash prices are higher than they are at any normal McDonald's, but even still, you see a picture of like a McChicken and that shit got a four next to it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are we doing? Um, yeah. Funny thing is, I haven't really noticed it because I haven't eaten there in a minute. Right. Since I've been right. on this diet. So, like, it's crazy how much money I've saved being on this diet. That's a, another benefit I was telling somebody the other day. I paid off both my credit card bills since I started this thing because I don't eat out no more. So, like, if you don't eat out, or you may do it once every every once in a while, but, like, eat the stuff that you can eat, and you're not splurging, you're not going wild, um, and you, like, just pretty much doing all this meal prep, I'm using the fuck out of my Dreo to make vegetables, chicken, and all that stuff, yeah, you know, I don't know if I can go back, you know, especially seeing how much stuff, now, when you can just routinely not right now, go out to dinner by your fucking self, that's not even going out with somebody, going on a date, treating your lady, nothing like that, by yourself, you spending easily $40 without thinking about it, you know? Oh, for sure. Easily. For sure. Yeah. I've been there, though. Like, um, you know, a lot of people fucking were DoorDash and Uber eating, um, during COVID or whatever, man. I maybe ordered food five times through, you know, those three years, young, two and a half years, like mm-hmm. I'd be buying food, young, and so like that was one of the things they um, detailed um, on that <clears throat> the expose on today's show this morning. Like over the past, I think like they said twelve to eighteen months, um, fast the average fast food like menu has gone up five percent, while while groceries have gone up like one point three percent, whatever. So. Look at all the people who've been crying about like how much how much you know their grocery bills have gone up or whatever. If you go in to fucking eat fast food, it's like triple that, man. So people are going to start like making decisions. Like 
You want to get in here and cook something, or you want to go broke eating fast food where it's no leftovers. Mm-hmm. I think the answer's pretty, pretty easy, huh? Yeah, it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy, but niggas gotta, you know, disconnect themselves from like that, that thinking that let me just grab something real quick or whatever, and then you be sitting there mad when you get through that drive-through and shit, and they asking for, you know, that fucking twenty-dollar bill off of like you know a, a simple-ass meal. <clears throat> Wild man. Just goes to say, I got a few things to drop off in 2023. Uh, my mom asked my dad if that little boy uh, Muhammad still played on the basketball team. His name is Messiah. Um, she also asked how was the restaurant I went to called The Undertaker. Uh, restaurant was six feet under. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Uh, and my wife asked me if I could get food from The Lady Banger. The restaurant is called Girl Diver. Um, she also called The Guardians of the Galaxy The Galaxy of Strangers. Um, just, just terrible. <laughs> Appreciate all the pods. Um, need them bond Kenny gaming live streams. Mm, yeah. All right. Yeah, I think those are the emails. Use that as a um, segue. Um, bye. You day dog. Yo, what's up? Hey, what's happening? Huh? I got in kind of uh, late, and I didn't want to interrupt. No problem. Them emails were pretty good. Hey, nothing, man. Just uh, just getting settled. How y'all been? Uh, you're here on the playback, young. We both been going through things, but we all right, good. <clears throat> okay, all right. Yeah, man. Just, you, man. Um, I just wanted to say this before I forgot. Um, imagining the Indian is out now like for people who want to see it i don't have to keep telling people like <laughs> when we doing film festivals and shit it's out now streaming on uh prime and uh apple um but you gotta pay for it sorry <laughs> like but it's available if you want to see it man so that project is officially done like off my plate man it was like 10 year uh journey so it's finally like available now um so yeah man um thanks for all the support for everyone over the years like even going back to just like um just fundraising just to shoot just a a a sizzle reel and a promo trailer for that joint on um indiegogo man um so thanks everyone for supporting that joint over the years and uh it's finally done man i appreciate y'all so again if you want to see it um Available on Apple and Prime. Congratulations, bro. Congrats, yeah. man. Thank you. Thank you. Um, got an- another project uh, dropping probably later this year. Um, so I'll let everyone know. I think I'm, I think I'm still under a non-disclosure. I can't talk about that. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's coming out uh, later this year. So I'll... Um, make sure to um put y'all up on that other than that man like um you know just grinding getting a lot of writing done man you know getting the kids involved in stuff keeping them busy uh and that's about it you got yourself for the summer man all my friends going through um you know these lotteries um 
we have some like well i'll just say my wife has something like bruh i'd be ignoring all that shit. <clears throat> it's like some event for like people in this neighborhood so like it's like they giving people like um like pointers and shit <laughs> for the lottery i'm like dog they sent out an email like blast about that shit. And i'm like so it's not the actual lottery it's like coaching for the lottery it was weird dog and i was like i'm not dealing with that so yeah i'll keep you posted though man i always appreciate when you know you you send me like um reminders to uh when the camps and stuff open and stuff when registration opens um but yeah i <clears throat> i don't really deal with that shit tone it's it's just it's it's a lot bro yeah i get it yeah. like no it's it's like people fighting over toys for for Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy, dog. Like, I'm dead ass serious. I will just buy a bike. Um. Both well. The boy can take the girl's bike. Like she got like a unisex bike, so he won't look you know, crazy on it or whatever. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But it's a it's a neutral color, so the it fits his size now for where she was like three years ago when she first got it. So she just needs a new bike. I'll probably finally get get myself a bike. And nigga, I will uh, ride the trail with them all day in the fucking summer. Like if I'm still not working full time by then. Like, bro, I'm not I'm not being pressed for these camps, dog. We'll go on fucking adventures, dog. No bullshit. I'll record that shit and put it on YouTube. Try to make money off of it. I'm not going to be one of these parents stressing out about this shit. That's crazy. These parents be warring over, like, camp placements, dog. It's disgusting. And I I feel bad that it's come to that, like, because, you know, people are strapped for time. Like, they got to do something with their kids. And it really is, like, well, not life or death, but. You know, it it sends people's lives into upheaval if they can't get their kids' place. So I understand why they so press, but, yeah, it's just the whole shit is just, like, um, unattractive, (laughs) like, in terms of just human nature, dog. Like, people will betray the shit out of each other. Like, people be secretive about it and shit. Like, it's just Mm -hmm. the whole thing just weird. Yeah, so... I was thinking about you because um, this is like the first summer um, Troy is trying to get um, Amani um, in the camp and shit. I'm like, damn, like, Amani and um, your Troy are like that. Them niggas like the same age and shit, man. And I know, um, like, before, like, you know, Troy was pretty much doing what you said. He was like, you know, keeping them busy the whole day and shit, man. But he's like, he can't, he doesn't have that time for it now because he's kind of like doing it alone now. Right. I'm like, you know, let me just, um, you know, I always think about you, fucking Troy, and um, and Kamal, because y'all got, like, y'all ones with the the youngest kids, like, you know, John and Steven, all them, the, the kids aren't old enough yet, quite yet, or whatever, man. But, mm-hmm. yeah, dog, like, um, you know, I was talking to Troy, but I was like, man, why is it so different now than, you know, when we were kids coming up or whatever? And I'm like, because these grandparents don't got time for these kids no more. In the fucking club and doing all the shit that you know their fucking kids are doing right now, dog. So 
Granny ain't sitting at home, you know, babysitting no kids on the weekend and um, all during the week, man. She getting ready for the happy hour. She getting ready, like, man, this shit is different now, dog. It's not the same, you know. So, hmm. don't, that, among other things, you know, um, you know, it's less programs, it's more fucking kids, um, more white kids, um, so. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, they, they, they ruthless, dog. Yeah. I'll just, you know, pass along information as I get it, man. Uh, yeah, always you appreciate fucking, it, bro. If you live in the city, I think that's like a, um, that's a right, you know. We all have friends and family members who came from outside the city to get their fucking kids and use grandma um, address and shit, you know, but yeah, man, that was when it was kind of plentiful, man. Now, like you said, you got to fight, you got to fight and deny for a space, you know. Uh-huh. All right, um, let me finish the emails. I think Kenny is, um, Kenny, um, gotta get ready to come back home, so I think we'll, we'll hear from him next week. Um, so let's move on. You weren't on the past couple weeks, so like, um, you know, we should take it to NFL playoffs and um, Super Bowl. Match. Oh, goddamn, you said Kenny's done? Kenny had to go? Yeah. yeah oh, okay. He, um, yeah, just um, check it out, check your text. Oh nah, I I ain't look, but I mean it's cool. I just didn't know. Yeah. Um. So NFL, you said. Yeah. Um. Honestly, man. Um, and not even because I want the Forty ers to win. The matchup favors the Forty ers dog. I think people just put so much. Like Mahomes is so good people just say like he's going to win and I understand that but it's like he a little outgunned <laughs> like Chiefs defense is pretty good but 49 got a lot of weapons on offense so it's not like they. Not, I don't think they're going to shut him down and you know the 49ers defense is it's not as elite as it was a few years back, but neither is the Chiefs' offense. And I just think with that offense, the 49ers' defense is a, can be appear a little better than it is because they don't have Tariq. And, you know, while it appears like um, Kelsey hasn't slowed any, um, I think he has. He just makes up for an experience, just like Gronk used to. Like, Gronk was visibly slower, and he was still dominating because, you know, he and the QB just had chemistry. And that's what I see with him and Mahomes. Um, again, it's a toss-up. Um, I think um, San Francisco will probably be favored by, like, a point. Um, I haven't checked. I'm not really interested. I don't really go by the the betting line and all of that shit, but Vegas be knowing something. Um, so if I had to guess, I would think they would probably favor it. Um, yeah, it's just going to be a good game, man. Like, you know, we'll see. Yeah, just um, 
just like um, watching that AFC Championship game. Um, I was talking about it a bit last week, man. Like Tony Romo is like a football savant, and every time they went to the back, they just got chunk yards um, of little dump downs, wheel routes, and Christian McCaffrey is such a big part of the 49ers, um, you know, game plan. Like, they don't get discouraged um, going to him, whether it be just like, you know, a handoff or dumping the ball down to him or whatever. So, knowing that that's like the weak point in the Chiefs' defense, I'd be mightily surprised to see them not use him um, a lot, as well as Debo. So, you know, having a, a Niners fan um, at work or whatever, and like, you know, just going through the whole fucking season. If Debo gets hurt, young, that changes the whole fucking complexion of this game because Kyle game plans with Debo and uh, McCaffrey as like a dual back set, or, you know, he gives them both their, their looks or whatever. So when Debo gets hurt, it's almost like he doesn't have like a plan B to go to. So, He'll throw, uh, I forgot what their third receiver is. So it was Debo, Ayuk, and I forgot what the third um, um, receiver's name is. But, you know, old boy was like, man, Debo got hurt early on in the season. And he threw homeboy back there and gave him like a jet sweep and shit. And he was like, what the fuck are you doing, Kyle? This nigga was getting eaten up. And like, that's when he kind of started that, that little losing streak or whatever. They didn't know what to do. Like when um, Debo was in and out the lineup. Like, now when he's out of the lineup, they, had, they go into the weak game plan for that but when he gets hurt during games that's when they kind of like scramble or whatever and um, kind of like the same thing is happening with McCaffrey too but um, it's not as bad as with Debo because he's kind of like you know just like a, a irreplaceable like cog um, in their system even though you know McCaffrey had a damn near historic um, season but you can kind of plug and play running backs but you can't plug and play the receiver to you know do the same things that Debo does if that makes any sense so um It'd be interesting to see if he can stay healthy because I know he's been banged up the past few weeks. But he's had two weeks to get, you know, get all better. And um, as far as I know, everybody's going to be healthy um, going into this game. So all things equal, I think the 49ers are the better team. But, you know, something about that quarterback, man. Um, they, they're the guys who kind of change, change perspectives and change, you know, complexions of games, man. Yeah, Pat is definitely one of them ones, John. And if he's playing for his dad, he might have a little extra ad, added edge as well. So I'm not, I'm not sure how much press that's gotten, young. But I'm yeah, just, I don't think that shit matters. But like, it shouldn't. I mean, I mean, I'm just, I'm, be, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just playing. I'm just saying. You know. Oh, some people not playing though. Some people, you know, kind of. Um, Relating it to uh, when Andy's son, like, um, got in that accident a few years ago when they lost that Super Bowl to the Bucks. Um, oh. it's, it's not that serious. Um, and I would hate for people to play this up and then use that as an excuse. And, you know, who knows, like, how they seem pretty close. Like, Pat and his father seem pretty close, but I would hate for that to be you know, drive drive some kind of wedge between them, like the press playing that shit up. Like, you know, he he caused a distraction and made his son <clears throat> lose the Super Bowl. Like that'd be such bullshit. I mean, 
I don't think it matters. Yeah. I mean, it's not good. Like, you know, driving drunk is never good. But, um, yeah. I don't think it's a distraction for uh, Mahomes or the team. It's been a, um, a quiet media week, man. Has it? I ain't been paying attention. I, I haven't heard anything, you know, like, you know. Oh, like, <laughs> that's your uh, point? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I haven't even heard, like, a whole bunch of Taylor Swift shit, you know, like, it's just been kind of like, eh, game is on Sunday, see you there. I mean, honestly, dog, like, there's so much media and My um my filter is pretty narrow. It's pretty much just Twitter and who I follow on Twitter and not a lot of people are talking about the Super Bowl or Taylor Swift or none of that shit. So it's not coming up. It's not like I'm watching Sports Center. It's just it's not how it was when we was coming up, dog. When we had to watch certain things. So if you're not hearing about it, that don't mean it's not happening. I'm sure it's happening, Tone. I ain't heard nothing because I'm just, I'm just not in them, them circles. I'm not taking in that, that information from, from those media providers. I'm, I'm just, I don't watch ESPN except when it's a game, bro. And you know how we used to watch ESPN, bro. Yeah. I used to like that. That guy as much run as a fucking network. Um, Network station, you know, like four five nine seven, you know, like four five mm-hmm. nine seven ESPN, <laughs> like mm-hmm. pretty much interchangeable. I mean, dog, like I'm so fucking washed. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I didn't even know the Grammys were going on. I didn't even know that the Grammys happened on Sunday until somebody doing a group chat about um, Killer Mike getting arrested and shit. And I was like, why would they do that? And why is he dressed up? They say it's the Grammys, nigga. I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, you already know, like, right? I didn't given up on war shows, you know, years ago. So, as far as farther and farther I get away from it and shit, you know, like, I don't even register that shit, dog. Hey, bro. Every time I think about the Grammys, I remember uh, being at the uh, up at the boys' club playing ball, and somebody uh, I forget who it was. One of my friends came in with like. Hey y'all, the Grammys come on tonight, nigga. This was like '87, '88, so it was like when everyone, like all the big stars, like so, we was like, oh shit, like we gotta get out of here, like it's important, <laughs> like who performed? Basically, Whitney about to be two stepping, singing like an angel, you know? Uh-huh. So yeah, like I. I, my mind always goes back to that when I think about the Grammy because I don't watch anymore. But it, it, you know, people of our generation would be lying if they try to act like that shit wasn't a big deal. Nigga, wasn't nothing, nothing else on. It was a huge wasn't that, deal. Wasn't nothing else on. <laughs> no, the thing I remember most about the Grammys, like you know, that one year Michael Jackson won like every fucking Grammy. So you know, mm-hmm. you you thought like. My my understanding was that it was gonna be nigga time every year, young nigga. We was I remember <laughs> I was living in Philly, young. We watched the Grammys, man. Me and my cousin was so mad, young. 
Alabama was dominating I, the I, wars. Hey, hold on. I knew you was about to say Alabama. Hey, talk. <laughs> we we need to go through go through the motherfucker. Go through that footage and just create like a thirty second montage of them saying Alabama. <laughs> like, yeah. talk. They want everything, yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> it definitely widened like your worldview. Like the the <sighs> like after like I would say like eighty eight nigga. All them weird people started winning, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean weird to us because we just Hey man, <laughs> yeah, dog, hey. Like, we got spoiled by motherfucking like Mike Prince, hey. um, <laughs> nigga, niggas hey. like niggas like Ray Carpenter Jr. was performing. <laughs> Shit, hey, bro, they had they had a a a it wasn't even a meme. Somebody was just doing like an informational thread, like about the 1988 Grammys mm-hmm. when Mike was up for bad and Prince was up for sign of the time and people thought it was a showdown between them mm-hmm. and Mike was sitting there looking all scared and Prince <laughs> had like this arrogant ass look on his face like yeah I, I know <laughs> like <laughs> critically acclaimed nigga <laughs> like best reviewed album of the year they gave that shit to you too dog <laughs> man <laughs> People was outraged on Twitter, like, what just happened? I thought bad one in 1988. Man, people was mad as shit. I was like, yeah, y'all young motherfuckers don't know. Yeah. That was the wake-up call for me. I remember that shit. Like, I remember my whole family, like, who the fuck are they? (laughs) Mike and Prince got Macklemore again. (laughs) Hey, young. They faces was so good. Mike hit that slow ass clap, you know, Prince just ice grilled. No <laughs> claps, you know. No claps. No claps. <laughs> I said this nigga mad as shit, you know. No claps. <laughs> that shit was good, you know. So Yeah, man, we we've come a long way, you know, cause niggas be uh acting all gracious when these white people be kicking their ass, you know. <laughs> Right, man. Sizzle was all hugged up on Taylor Swift, young nigga. Please. Mm. (laughs) Oh man, real good. You wouldn't have seen motherfucking Anita Baker all up under Linda Ronstadt or some shit, you know? Nigga, (laughs) (laughs) young auntie, neither. She'd have been like, I know y'all ain't give that bullshit ass album. Over me, she was like, "I ain't get this neck all tight for this." <laughs> oh no, pull, you know. Did you hear uh, about Jay up there, uh, copping? Please, you know, try to act like he was standing up to the establishment. Yeah, um, I heard it, um, the Kanye fan saying, um, "But when Kanye said it, mm. <laughs> that's true though. When he said it, you know, it was a problem." Uh, that's why I ain't got nobody using like him him being crazy as an excuse, you know. He is just crazy. He can't he, like he be saying the right shit, but it just be unfiltered, you know? Yeah. Like he just be spitting shit out, man. And Jay was like he was up there like copping please. He was like, Yeah, man, that young lady talking about Beyonce, he was like, That young lady got more Grammys than anyone anyone. 
And she does. I didn't know that. She got like 30-something Grammys, you know? She was like, he, yeah, he was like, she got more Grammys than anyone. And, you know, it's just a shame. She, she ain't never won album of the year. So by your own criteria, like, it's not fair. He was like, we love y'all. We just want, want y'all to get it right. I was like, this nigga. People act like he said something revolutionary. I said, I said he said he loved them. Get the fuck out of here, man. That ain't taking no stance. We just want y'all to get it right. One thing I was happy about, I ain't going to lie, though. Seeing him him up there and seeing how um, Beyonce looked, you know, I'm glad she didn't put um, Renaissance up for no awards, you know, because that album seemed too personal because she dedicated that to her uncle, right? Yeah, I think she dedicated that to her uncle. Like, he died of AIDS or something, you know, and it was, like, a real personal album for her. Like, I, I'm not a huge Beyonce fan, but I'm always interested in every artist's, like, um, story, like, um, especially for their, like, latest creation. So that was her inspiration for that album. And I remember reading about it, and she dedicated it to her uncle and to the, you know, the LGBTQIA movement as a whole um for everyone like who you know came up with her uncle and fought for rights back then and you know people were dying from AIDS and shit so it was a very personal album for her and she was like you know what I'm not letting this one lose I'm not gonna worry about it I'm not gonna stress over it I'm not gonna go into these rooms with these people and politic and try to get them to vote for this album like it's just the best album I could make, and I'm not y'all let gonna, not gonna let y'all like devalue it. And I applaud her for doing that, man. A lot of people was upset, but I was like, nah, that's 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 a smart move. <laughs> More black people should do that, you know. But I mean, it's easier to say after you win almost forty goddamn Grammys to be like, I don't need no more. Yeah. But yeah, I applaud her for that move, man. Fuck that. Cause yeah, she would have she she probably would have said something. Losing to Taylor Swift, nigga. See, that's that's like the the only thing I thought about like after the fact and shit. Now I was like, she went over with Beyonce and um they ain't going crazy young, but that makes sense that she you know she wasn't even nominated or whatever. Cause um <clears throat> like last fall around the time when um. I think I think Taylor put out her concert movie first, and then Beyonce put out her second, or was it reverse? Um, so Taylor's first album, yeah, it was Beyonce's second, yes. Yeah, Taylor's so first, Beyonce's like, uh, second, yeah. Yeah, so when I saw that joint, um, like the the movies come out, whatever, I said, okay, they can compare them numbers, and then. Ramy season corn like decide everything and shit. But um, you know, like you said, she didn't um, put that joint up for awards, so it was different. Thank goodness, Sean. <laughs> like, I didn't want to fucking have to like pillage through that shit for the next like fucking month or whatever. These fucking stands fighting each other, dog. Yeah, it would have been bad, you know. 
Because them Swifties wouldn't have gave in. Nah, man. Like, they'd have been like, you ain't scared, scaring us. Like, I don't want to hear that shit. Let's watch these football fans that be frustrated for the past three months now. <clears throat> I can imagine. All right, so so much Super Bowl, and um, yeah, man, this this Usher um halftime joint, kind of kind of geek for it, you know. We'll, we'll see what what Usher, Usher dog got, you know. I'm surprised he got up his, sh- his sleeve, you know. Oh yeah, I expected to be you know real uh pyrotechnicy, you know. Yeah, he gonna bring out some good people. I sure he's gonna, gonna have real. Luda. Yeah, I just know it's going to be real polished because, you know, as opposed to some of the people that have, like, performed in the past, in, like, the recent future or whatever, like, he in game shape because he's been doing this motherfucking tour and shit. I mean, it's, it's on his residency in Vegas or whatever, so, like, he should just be fine-tuning his shit, you know, rather than, you know, retooling or anything. Like, dog, this shit should come out real, um, like, just polished, you know? No grit, you know, just polished. Right. Yeah. So, looking forward to that. Um, that shit gonna be in 4K too, man. Um, I think the whole the whole broadcast is gonna be in 4K for the first time. So, <clears throat> looking forward to it, man. All right. Um, let's move on to the NBA. And uh, man, I just found out. I was yesterday years old when I found out that Doc actually got. Coaching gig for the All Star game, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then um, I think he tried to clean it up by um, say he's gonna give like the, the like the um, the bonus and everything to to Griff, and um, then I found out like they're not even playing well with him as coach, huh? Nigga, they won it for. They won it for, bro. So, they might not even have the best record in the East by the time the game starts. So how long before like people get to fire him? Because I'm trying to think of like the grace period that um, the Clippers got when they um, who they just add? They had Kawhi, Paul, Russ. Did they add some? They added uh, uh, James. And yo, yeah, 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 hella flopped. Yeah, so. They started out struggling too, but they gave him a little grace period, and they kind of, you know, they, they got together, or whatever, man. So I'm like, how much time are they gonna give Doc, you know? or are they giving him anything? Yeah, I'm, uh, I don't know, man, because you know, top to bottom, like their star power is way brighter than than the Bucks. Like Giannis is great, uh, and Dame is very good, but. From Kawhi to PG <laughs> to Harden to Russ, that's just that's just better. Because Chris Middleton ain't shit now. You can't even count him. For real? Yeah, he made one All Star game. Like he not a star. That um never got back from the injury all the way in. Mm-mm. No, I mean he was he was a borderline All Star to start with. So what's all the way? Like the nigga was averaging. I don't know, like 21 or some shit. Yeah, so he averaging yeah, like 17 yeah. now. Mm-hmm. 
but 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 um yeah i i don't think it's quite the same especially once they worked out the chemistry um with the clippers and russ you know just volunteering to go to the bench just to free up um just usage like like james be the one handle the ball like when he goes to the bench russ comes in and handles the ball so with both of them on the court it just didn't work because russ can't shoot worth a shit and james is it's close, but he's a better playmaker than Russ, especially in half court. In half court, it's not even close. Like, James is like a savant in half court. And Russ is just really good pushing the ball. But, I mean, let's be honest. Not everybody want to run with Russ all the fucking time. Like, he take the ball and go a lot. And Kawhi be like, look, um, I'm not running all game on these knees. So you might as well wait for me to get up there. Niggas is not spring chicken anymore. Yeah, so it just didn't work. So when I watch them now, like with him coming off the bench and playing with the younger guys, he can push, you know, they'll run with you all. all. Norman Powell will happily run with with Russ. (laughs) Like he cool with it. PG will run with him. But yeah, man, James and, and Kawhi—they weren't trying to be taking off fucking with Russ all game. So what they have now works, man. I just don't know if Doc can make a move like that with the Bucks. They not top heavy. After them first two, it's pretty much, you know. I guess Lopez is pretty good. And, you know, like I said, Milton, he's he's all right. After that, it's just it's not a lot of not a lot of talent. But they were winning with Griff, so I don't know what Doc doing wrong. They gotta figure it out. I'm waiting to see what's up with this trading deadline, man. The trades so far today have been like um, okay, like they ain't really moved a needle for me. What um, we got moved so far? Oh, um, the uh, the Celtics got Xavier Tillman from Memphis for a couple of second rounders, and I think they just sent someone to match salary. Um, I don't know who it was, but no one of consequence. And <coughs> Monta Morris went from uh, Detroit. <laughs> yeah, I was happy for that brother, man. He went from Detroit to the T Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> man, I know he was partying on his teammates when he was packing up. You know? Yeah. So long, suckers. <laughs> Them niggas in there like getting prepped to lose again. Mm-hmm. And he go to the the uh number one team in the West, yeah. You know? How about that for some them, life, dog? That is hilarious. Life um, has some money. Huh? Some life and some money. Yeah, man. So yeah, I was, I, was, I was I was happy for him. Like I ain't, I ain't no big fan of his. Don't have no agenda, but it was just funny. Um, I was only laugh at um dudes who um who don't know, who don't understand. Like you know these 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 players now. I'm sure they understand that shit. But 
remember I read um, Jason Williams' um, book and shit, yeah. When Philly made the playoffs, Sean, he's like, oh, we get paid for this Right. He's like, man, he took his motherfucking playoff money and took all his boys to Puerto Rico, yeah. He's like, man, that shit wasn't even on my book, Sean, so fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, but other than that, man, ain't, ain't much going on in the league. Like, we in February, dog. Like, you know what time it is. Don't shit matter for, like, another two months. Yeah. Hopefully the fucking um, Lakers can um, use this little good stretch by D'Angelo to get rid of his ass. You know, this nigga, man, trying to drop 20 now, man. Get him out of there, dog. Yeah, man. I don't know what the Lakers are going to do. I don't know what, um, what Golden State going to do. Like, they're talking about getting rid of Clay. Well, Golden State's not talking about it. People are. Like, they're like, come on, man. Like, make a hard decision. Like, Clay ain't got it no more. <laughs> like, get rid of him while he, he's still perceived as good. Mm-hmm. So. Man, that damn, um. That damn draft from the Wiseman, you know, hurt them, dog. Like, they were sorry for nothing. Like, it's it's nothing that legitimately mm-hmm. came from that, dog. Mm-hmm. I know people will pick, say they need to draft for size and everything. Like, not that he's been, like, a world beater or whatever. He's been, he had, he's had his um, share of injuries and two, two and shit, young. But you could have had LaMelo, young, running with, running with Steph. Yeah, bro. Like Among that. Among other things. Yeah, um, I forgot who came out, who all was in that draft. But there's some pretty good players from that draft, you know. Yeah. I mean, besides a a a mellow, like they didn't really need mellow. Like I guess he could he could help. But yeah, it was other good players in, in that draft, dog. Damn sure would have been better than him. Yeah. Um, so. I think one Halliburton in that draft. <laughs> hey man, Steph with Halliburton, that that would have been interesting. That'd have been pretty good, you know. Whew, glad that ain't happening. God damn. Putting them extra years on nigga in your career, dog. Hey man, that would have been crazy. Um, but yeah, man, like these teams do need to make a trade. Um, so I guess that was Minnesota's big move. Like, I mean, they have enough size. They just need to avoid injury and play with some kind of poise in the playoffs because it's going to all be new to them being such a high seed. So they'll likely advance through round one, but you never know, depending on who they face. Might get a bad matchup. Um, But, yeah, like – after that, well, yeah, you're going to end up getting a good team in the West, and ain't no guarantee they're going to beat them, even after being dominant in the regular season all year. So I'm interested to see what uh, Minnesota <clears throat> does in the next 24 hours because they can stand to make another move. But if this is a big move, man, good luck to them. Um, other than that, I like Tillman for the Celtics, though. Celtics didn't need much. But um, he pretty good. And he was going to languish in Memphis with them just 
basically calling it a season pretty much. Um, so, yeah, him going to a good team, a contender, that's interesting. I like what he brings to them. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know what the Heat going to do. People always think they're going to magically just be there at the end. Like one of those, one of these years, they just going to fall off. They, they got to make a move. Um, how long is Embiid out for? A while. Damn, that's why he's saying a while. I mean, they gonna re they gonna reevaluate in a month, reevaluate in a month. So that means that's telling me a while. That mean I'm thinking in this a month is March, bro. The season ends like mid April. So a month, we talking like March the like eleventh. He gonna be reevaluated. Then after that, he got to ramp up. You know, people, you know, they like to ramp up. You know. So, yeah, ramping season's gonna like, be over. Ramping up is like hunkering down, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, bro, that ramp up, you might as well, hey, that's another two weeks. Yeah. That ramp, niggas got to get their win right, you know? Nigga, when we was little, man, please. Motherfucking Jeff Malone, like, they say he can play, he back in that night. Yeah. Take yeah. your ass out there, nigga. 35 minutes. <laughs> Sprained your ankle three weeks ago, you know? Ain't no ramp up. Get out there. Shit, you blow out your knee, man. I remember uh, Hot Plate Williams blew out his knee, nigga. He was playing 40 minutes as soon as he came back. <laughs> Had to get, they worked him back in the shape on the court, yeah? <laughs> right. So he came back fat and played 40 minutes Definitely on a, on a bad knee. <laughs> they did not give a fuck back then. It was that crazy. Baseline, yeah? Yeah, man. So, yeah. I, I said on Twitter, man, like, Tone, they keep cutting his meniscus, dog. Like, a meniscus, uh, you, you have, like, a few kinds of tears. The most common is, like, just a little flap tear where, you know, um, <sighs> when your knee opens and closes, like, your meniscus cushions it. And when there's a flap tear, like it aggravates it when it's trying to open and close the joint and you feel it when you, you know, running when, when that, when that mechanism is open and closing. So they just go in and they cut the little flap that's, that's, that's sticking up or sticking out that's bothering you. So Zion had that, um, Cole Anthony has had that. Um, but that's how it starts. When you keep tearing it, you keep getting these little tears and they keep cutting off more little flaps, you know. Brandon Roy, Amare, you, you get that. Your meniscus is, is pretty much done, you know. You don't have no more cushion. That shit starts to degenerate. 
So this is his third meniscus surgery since 2017. I looked it up because I was like, didn't he just have meniscus surgery in the left knee? I'm like, I know I ain't crazy. Yeah, dog. So I'm not trying to be the bad guy, but when I say cooked, he cooked, you know. Nobody just yeah. wants to say it out loud. I think that's the one, <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken. Um, that was the second right there in, in 17, right? He tore it. Then he had a flap. Now this is another mm -hmm. flap. Yeah. When you tear it, when you have a good tear, like Russell Westbrook did, they can have surgery, but they sew it up, which means you can't do shit because you, you, you actually have saved the meniscus. You can actually get it to where it was like, you know, whole. It's intact. You don't have to snip anything. You just sew it back together. So with Russie, they sewed his back. You remember Pat Beverly fucked his knee up. Right. Just the Pat Bev injury. So he tore his meniscus. He was lucky. But the only thing about that one is you unlucky because the surgery, you, you can't do anything. They have to completely immobilize you because they don't want you opening, closing that knee. Like they don't want the mechanism moving. So they just want it to heal. So you can't do shit on that thing for like a few months. And then you can start rehabbing. So your your season's over when you when you actually have that surgery. But the flap, they can just snip it, and you back within like you know a month, whatever. So he's had the kind you sew back together, and he was lucky. He was good. He missed that you know that half of the season. Then he then he had the flap, you know, and now this this the second flap, you know. See, I have a feeling like niggas going to be laughing tomorrow how much I'm saying flap, you know. But, yeah, you know, second flap, you know. He cooked. Yeah. I think that was the one around the time I was like, you know what, I would get rid of him and Ben, you know, just sell high, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and niggas like, nah, you can't get rid of him. I like, dog, he came into the league hurt, you know. He didn't, he didn't play like what the first two, two and a half years and shit like that. And that's when Philly kept on going back to back to the damn um, lottery and shit. And then they got Ben. And I was like, dog, if he comes in and gives me 50 good games, man, I'm trading him. Because it's only a matter of time now. He's lasted a lot longer. I'm, you know, I don't wish anything bad upon him. Like, hopefully he can recover from this shit too, young. But I'm like, man, that's usually not the way injuries work, man. Especially for a big man. You gain weight as you, like, last longer and longer in the league, man, like, these things don't end up well, man, um, but I get it, like, you know, had to see it through, couldn't get rid of both of them, and I have a damn star on, you know, on the court, I get all that, man, but, man, injuries are injuries, dog, man, we all human, uh -huh. so, yeah, hope he heals well, man, all right, Let's um, move on to um, college b-ball. What y'all playing? I hope y'all, hopefully y'all can lose like us after after the big game. <clears throat> I just, I actually just remember we was playing. I just turned it on, looking at it on my phone. Yeah, we playing Notre Dame. We up twenty five, so I don't think I'm gonna be watching this for long. 
I'm not in any way inspired to watch this film. Um, but yeah, man, like, um, I, I, <laughs> I knew it was going to be, uh, tough to beat UNC twice this year. So y'all got us at y'all place. Um, just y'all just a better team than us right now. Like <laughs> we still got guys learning their roles in February and it's a little concerning. I ain't gonna lie. Um, but hopefully <laughs> they get it together over the next month, man. Um, yeah. I ain't, I ain't got much to say about that, about that game, man. Like I'm surprised shit could have beat us by 20. Honestly, that's how wide the gap looked in terms of competence and poise. So I'm just glad it didn't get ugly because I was, you know, happy they were hanging in there. Um, and at one point we cut it to like five with like 11 or 12 minutes to go, but could never really break that. Like, um, you know, that eight, nine point barrier. Um, so I kept thinking like they was going to extend the lead and shit. Luckily, like RJ had, you know, sort of an off game. So those explosion plays didn't happen in terms of like three pointers. Like those shits are just lead extenders, man. Like <laughs> you, you get down and the three point guy like hit a couple. That six oh run be, yeah, that should be a backbreaker. Um, so yeah, man. Hopefully, you know, guys just refocus, learn from it, uh, and get better. I kind of made my peace with the rotations. I don't want to see Ryan Young anymore, but there's nothing you can do when a coach feels comfortable with a player. Like fans can rant and rave all they want about it, but you know, when you feel comfortable with a guy, like that they're going to do what you tell them to do, even though they might can't execute it, you're going to stick with him. And I think that's what, what John is doing, man. He's just sticking with um, Ryan Young, even though he knows he can't do certain shit. Like, am I tired of him getting caught on islands with, with, with guards? Yep. But it's going to keep happening. Right at the top of the key, just him on an island, giving up points. Every game, every big game, anyway. When it's a sorry guard, it don't matter. But yeah, man, this motherfucker self tremble and Cadeau, like yeah, they walk around his ass, lay the ball up, and Lively ain't there this year. So yeah, them buckets. If Lively was there, <laughs> be fine. Nobody was worried about that shit last year. We was worried about having a three point specialist. Now that we got one, we ain't got lively. So, can't just have everything at once, man. Shit. Tell me about it. Anyway. 
I'm gonna continue my um, watching from afar and shit. You know? I watched like the last two, two and a half minutes. Um, and that's about it. You know? And I just like I don't I don't know who the fuck Harrison Ingram is. You know? um, but thanks for him. Um, seems like every other year we hit in the portal. You know, like we hit with. Uh, hit with Cam and we hit with Brady but then we got some guys like I forgot who, who this white guy was we got from like he went to like Indiana some shit like that he was trash supposed to be a three point specialist he reminded me of that nigga uh, <laughs> that nigga the Lakers got uh, from, from Phoenix they were like man his three point percentage when he opened from the corner is like 50% you know that nigga played like um what was this little nigga name, Sam? Um, he was a little guard from Phoenix. He just mm. kept on getting hurt and was collecting checks for like the last three, four years. Young. Oh, man. Lakers fans hate this nigga so much. Young. I don't remember, yeah. Anyway, that's who that motherfucker was, um, that white boy. Young. Like He just couldn't hit shit. Young. And I was like, man. Why do we always have to wait a year in between to hit in the portal, young? So, I guess we hit with, with, with um, Ingram this year. So, thanks. Could have used it last year, but, um, you know, Vegas can't be choosers. So, hey, man, hopefully they just, they just keep, you know, getting a little bit better, getting a little bit better, man. I think, you know, the key to this, this team, like, really unlocking all its potential is Seth Trimble playing well, man. When he plays well, look at them box scores and shit, man. When he, you know, can get a couple of joints in the transition and then feels more comfortable going baseline and using that lizards and get some buckets um, in tight spaces and shit. That just makes us a really, really good team. Um, so, that's all I got. All right. Um, let's move on to entertainment and the fuck you been watching, man. Um, bro, I'm uh, finally getting into um, Griselda. Yeah, man, I almost tanked that shit. Um, yeah, dog. Yeah, it was about to be real stupid. Um, but yeah, man, um, it's pretty, pretty, pretty violent, you know. Um, so I can. I can see why the niggas love it, you know. Niggas been pressing me. You, 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 you watch that Griselda? <laughs> hey, so like, before, before you get into it, young, do you have the number one complaint that that niggas have, young? Um, I mean, I ain't really seen no black people yet. So what are niggas saying, you know? She looked too good, young. I mean, look how. What else can you do, you know? Dog, to niggas who love that drug shit and Griselda been, like, in the backdrop of all these fucking, like, cartel shows, so niggas, like, no Griselda, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they seen her, dog, they were like, man, that's like, uh, remember when they got, what's called, um, Old girl to play, uh, Zoe Saldana played, um, Baltimore. What was her name? 
the singer. Um, uh, look at, uh, I know so many young people. Don't you know it's not that line? Nina Simone. Okay. Yeah, when um they got Nina Simone to play um, I mean when they got Zoe Saldana to play Dina Nina Simone and she like don't look like Nina Simone. Niggas was niggas, niggas right. up in arms about that shit. Like yeah, that's how niggas niggas acting about this. You know? Right. How could they get somebody to like that looks this good to play fucking Griselda? They want that unpolished and gritty, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, I get it, young, but is it good, though? <laughs> I really haven't gotten the answer because niggas are just stuck on that. So. Right. I mean, yeah, niggas only got that one or two pictures of Griselda. Like, I think, like, there's the mug shot, and then there's looking mm-hmm. like motherfucking Jabba the Hut next to that nigga she used to fuck, you know? So, that's all they know. Like I, I don't, I haven't seen any young Griselda pictures. I don't know. Yeah. But it don't, it don't help though, that um. What's her name is like motherfucking five nine, and Griselda was like motherfucking five two or some shit. Like what's her name? What's the lady playing her in? I forget. Is it Frank? Hold on, let me. What do you say? It's not. It's not Fran, is it? No, her name not no damn Fran. Sophia Vergara. <laughs> this nigga is serious. Fran. I thought, Fran, I Fran who, yeah? Dresser, yeah. Oh no, yeah. no, no, no. That's pretty good though, yeah. That nigga said Fran. Um, but yeah, Sophia Vergara is like fairly tall, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she above average height for a woman. And I just know Griselda was like short and stocky looking, you know, so okay. it don't it don't fit. But I'm not one of them people who gets caught up in a in a biopic of someone looking exactly like someone. Like I brought that up enough on this podcast, though. It drives me crazy when niggas get stuck on it. Like I don't need all that, you know. Like, you don't have to look exactly like the person. I'd rather for you to give, like, a good charismatic performance and, you know, just, like, embody the essence of a person rather than, like, look like someone and be sorry. Can't act for shit. So, she she's pretty good in the role, though. Like, do she look like the stocky-ass lady like we've seen in the pictures? Absolutely not. No. Mm-hmm. But is she like coming off like scary, like she'll kill anybody type? Yep. That worked for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm watching that. Um, what else? I just finished something. Oh, nigga, I got, I went one down one of them, um, them Netflix rabbit holes and landed on this show called Truth. One of them bullshit ass shows I always make fun of Netflix about, you know? Um, okay. So, yeah, it was like 
like this stuck on like a resort show like kind of like survivor and like it's all these like little cliques that form and shit and you can vote people out and all of that shit man nigga these two like Nigeria like I think one was Nigerian and one was maybe Ghanaian yeah both like American um no I think one was British I think the Nigerian girl was British and, and so they just bonding like over being like you know African sisters and shit like and so they plotting like trying to vote people out get people on their side yeah nigga they had me cracking up, you know, because it was just like typical. I hate to say it, I'm going to lose some people here, but just typical like woman not being accountable shit, you know. They thought it was cool for them to plot against people, but hated when people plotted against them, you know. They was acting a fool trying to make people feel guilty, you know. So one of the girls was getting kicked out and the American girl was getting kicked out and the British girl was just going around to all the clicks. Like, why are you voting her out? What has she done? Blah, blah, blah. And like, it was this cowboy and you know, like that whole fucking archetype, like the honest cowboy, like the every man and shit. He was just like, well, look here. Like, um, we think you guys are pretty, um, ruthless. And we just want to break up your team. <laughs> he was like, "It's nothing, nothing else to it. We think you've lied on us, and um, we don't like it. And we're just getting rid of you guys one by one." Cause so they got rid of like this old white lady who was on their team, and another lady that was on their team. So they were just plucking them, <laughs> plucking them off one by one. Man, when her girl was going home, she was mad as shit, crying and shit. And I was just like, why can't they play the game like y'all been playing the game? You know? What is with all these tears? What is up with this? You know? you calling people liars and shit, man. You've been plotting like a motherfucker. So I love shows like that every now and then, you know, because it gets into like just the psychology of people, you know. So I watched that. I binged like that shit in like one night. Just like What's just it called? Eight, it's called uh, Truth. No, Trust trust okay yeah yeah i think i have seen it around yeah yeah was, you, you describing that damn cowboy yeah well i think about john from the real world yeah yeah, yeah that kind of dude like you just supposed to believe everything he says because he you know he come from the motherfucking flatlands and all he do is talk to horses and fucking move bales of hay and shit like why would he ever lie so yeah, they portrayed him that way, man. And like, he was playing the game too. Like, whatever. He kept turning down deals, deals and shit. Like, crying every time. Like, I can't. My integrity is not for sale, ma'am. I was like, shut your ass up. That's thirty thousand dollars. You acting stupid. Other people was like, man. Actually, the old uh, white lady who was on the African girls team tone. They didn't even have to kick her off. They was gonna kick her old ass off, but Tone, she, they got a vault. They got a thing where it's called the vault. You know how they pull people to aside and shit and do these little side interviews. 
So the side interviews was in the vault and they would offer people like these proposals there. And it would be like some shit like, take $5,000 for yourself and put in a secret vote for who you want to send home and nobody has to know it's you. So they was doing shit like that. Man, they offered this, the old white lady 20 G's, you know, 25. They was like, you can either stay and we'll add um, 50,000 back into the trust or you can take 25,000 but you have to go home. Man, that white lady ain't think about that shit. She's like, oh, give me the money. <laughs> and the lady was all surprised. She was like, what? You don't even want to think about it? She was like, oh, no, honey. Give me the money. I want to go home anyway. Man, I was laughing so good, you know. I was like, yeah, I would have taken that shit too. She was like, I'm tired of these people. She was like, I'm ready to go home anyway. This is, this is wonderful. Thank you. And Tone, it, what made it real good, she went home without saying goodbye. You know how, like, at the end of every uh, elimination, people be hugging on people and shit, acting like they ain't just yeah. stabbing in the motherfucking back and shit? <laughs> like, they was doing that shit, you know? Hugging each other, like, knowing they voted them off and shit. The first dude, to, the first person to go was this this dude. He was a cop named Jewels from, um, <laughs> from NYC. And Tone, he looked exactly like you would expect, you know? <laughs> He like that motherfucking, you don't know whether he just black, black, or like he kind of Puerto Rican black or Dominican black. But, you know, he just looked like a light-skinned black dude. But then you hear that Jewels and you see his fucked up haircut. Like he got that, uh, that wavy thinning hair that he won't let go of. Yeah. Yeah, dog. And he wears shirt buttoned down to like the fourth button, you know? (laughs) So he definitely yeah. not like black black because niggas don't yeah. do that. Like that's crazy. He definitely um, Puerto Rican. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, they kicked Joel's ass off quick. The African girls ain't trust him because he was trying to use his sex appeal. You know, <laughs> he was coming off too strong. You know, he kept smiling in their face, man. Uh, that British that British black girl was like, oh uh, yeah, he gotta go. She like he be lying. And he was lying. He he told people instead of saying he was a cop, which he really was, he was telling everybody he was a um, stripper. He was like he he's a dancer. <laughs> you know, I strip in the evenings. <laughs> hey dog, he th- tone he thought that shit was good. He just he just made people look at him like he was crazy. You know, he put um, a tar- he put a target on his back right away. Uh, and then they I had this little yeah. Then they had this little white boy on there telling why this motherfucker was a real estate mogul. He was a millionaire. They on there fighting over a quarter of a million. This nigga's a multi-millionaire on there for fun. Just bored, yep. yep. Tone. Shits and giggles. When they found out his ass was a millionaire, gone immediately. Everybody was like, well, you know who I'm voting for. They were telling him to his face, like, you got to get the fuck out of here. Like, this crazy. Why you here? He was like, I just want y'all to get to know me. Like, why does it have to be about the money? Man, people were like, nigga, you don't live in the real world. This is nuts. Like, you got to go. He crying and shit. So you know he was gay if he going to react like that. Like, a straight white man would have laughed in their face. Like, fuck y'all. y'all you broke <laughs> motherfucker. 
This nigga all he all he all sensitive and shit. Like I just wanted them to get to know me. It really wasn't about the money. I was like, man, get your ass out of here. Like you acting stupid as shit, man. These people fighting for their lives, man. Like literally, like one girl, like she put entrepreneur, but she ain't had no job. She was like like a half Indian girl from like a reservation, you know, who didn't have a family, like was out here hustling. So, nigga, she probably driving Uber Eats or some shit, nigga. So she not trying to hear from no millionaire dog. And then the black girls was straight up like, oh, fuck, no, nah, you got to go. She was like, my parents just came over here like right before I was born, dog, with nothing. <laughs> she was like, I'm trying to get my parents a house and you on here bullshitting. You a millionaire. So it was, it was good, man. It was a, a nice group of characters, you know. So if you want, like, just a mindless binge watching, like, I'm telling y'all, man, check that joint out. Uh, other than that, man, I got to get back into Canaan, man. Um, Ricky GQ, if you're listening, man, we're we going to try to get that joint um, done this weekend. I'm going to have you on what you've been watching, man. I'm going to try to watch it and then have you on so we can talk about it. So I can have that joint up for Monday. Um, other than that, what's up? It's some fucking character on Canaan, young. Like, Nigga size tone. <laughs> dog, like, I ain't... I ain't seen a nigga sights like this since uh, old boy off of um, off of um, the joint about um, Big Meech and them. Um, BMF. BMF. What's, what's the nigga name? I don't remember. Yeah, but he was saying that motherfucker, um, you can't stop the rain. Yeah. Niggas was sized off him. This the level of sights I've seen niggas um, have for this dude. Niggas be talking about this nigga in the group chat all the time. Yeah. It's like, the three or four of us that don't watch that shit, you know, we be like, okay, you know, like, y'all about to go on for the next five, ten minutes, get these motherfucking references off, and we never, we not gonna get none of them, you know. Um, Lamar was was a nigga name from BMF. Um, I don't know who this nigga's name is, but apparently he good, you know, cause everybody talk about, man, niggas be putting little little memes and shit of him on IG. I was like, oh, it's him again, you know. So. Apparently I'm missing something good, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's I, the same thing I'm saying, Tom. Like, niggas been telling me for like a month and a half, like, dog, it's different now. <laughs> like, it's different now. Because that was the only spinoff from, like, Power that I wasn't into. Like, I'm fine with Tommy, and I'm damn sure into uh, the ghost joint with Tariq, you know. That joint be, be hot fire, you know. But this joint, like that first season, man, I got through that shit. I was like, I don't need to see no more. Mm. But yeah, books, apparently. You know? Huh? Them books, you know. Yeah, just just the just the fucking like the terminology of that shit when niggas was um spinning joints off, I was like, Nope, I'm not watching none of that shit, you know. Like I'm done. But it sustained itself, man. So maybe I'll go back. Um, I, hopped, I hopped on something um, this week. I'll, I'll get to it in a second, young. So never say never. Yeah. So other than that, um, 
Yeah, man, I wish you and Kenny was in the new books, you know. Y'all done, y'all done missed some pretty good stuff, you know. I bet, you know. Just bet. in terms of comedy. I'm not even going to act like in terms of, like, just, you know, intrigue and, like, um, just performance-wise, like, the youngin' ain't got shit on, um, what's my man name that played Ghost? Ah, I forgot his name. But he, he not that kind of talent where, like, he just, like, magnetic. Like, you could watch him just perform, you know. But in terms of comedy, it's way better than Power, you know. Because Tariq and Kane, um, that's one of uh, Mary J. Blige's uh, son on the show, you know. Sons, like, their interactions, dog, just be pure fucking comedy. They hate each other, and as soon as one walk into a room, they call them the other one stupid, you know. And it just be <laughs> so fucking good, you know. I love it. And then the whole Zeke character, you like, y'all missed that, you know. I know damn well you and Kenny would have party hard off Zeke, you know. Zeke is like, um... Monet's, um, that's uh, Mary J. Blige's character. That's her oldest son. He was a star basketball player, you know. But he don't know he the oldest because she lied. And she had him when she was really young. And he was raised in North Carolina. And then he came back up to New York to play ball. And that nigga like 24. <laughs> and he he playing in college. He think he like 19, about to go pro. Oh, shit. Hey, dog. The the storyline is so ignorant, you know. He just found out who his real mother was, and he was like, this mean I'm ineligible for the draft. Man, people was partying, you know. They was like, Zeke, like, she's saying she's your real mother. He like, fuck all that, man. Like, I'm trying to go to the league. So, yeah, I got I to gotta check out Kanan, you know. But other than that, I ain't watching too much other shit, no. Catch the first uh, episode of Curb? Nah, I, I didn't um, because I didn't know it dropped. Like, I know Larry been promoting the hell out of it, but I thought it was going to be, like, the week after his big promo <laughs> run. And I realized, because um, I didn't see a lot of talk about it on the timeline either, but it came, it came down the timeline. Somebody was talking about the first episode, and I was like, shit. I got to duck these. If, like, these joints going to be coming fast and furious. I don't want anyone to give away any spoilers. So, I'm going to check it out probably after we hop off, man. All right. Uh, real quick, though, yeah, I've got a damn um, a ESPN update, yeah. <laughs> it says, fans unhappy with Poole. Jordan Poole's three-point attempt is off the mark, and Wizards fans express their displeasure. Oh, good, yeah. He's the fucking worst, you know. Alright, so, um, yeah, first episode, I actually just watched it because I was like, oh, I know these niggas done seen it and shit, so I, I just watched it um, right before we hopped on or whatever, man. Um, pretty good, you know, I see where they're going with this with, with this season. Um, and, uh, yeah, I ain't gonna give nothing away. Um, but, yeah, yeah, the person who's in wardrobe, um, dressing JB, yeah, um, they didn't. They didn't kick it up a notch. Huh? That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, tight. Yeah. 
is it classy or is it just more flamboyant? Mm. Nigga, it's just, he a Bama young. He's oh, such shit. a Bama young. Like, I was literally staring at his jacket for like the first scene, like his first interaction with Larry. I'm like, what does this nigga's dumb ass jacket say? Because you can see one side, you try to make out the other side, and you think you know what the other side says, and it's exactly what you think it says. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, this, this is probably some motherfucking, like, you know, first season off white shit that, that niggas ain't even seen. Man. It's it's so bamified, dog. So right. bamified, man. So, yeah. Uh, I jump was good. So. My big watch of the weekend was The Bear. Um, oh, okay. I hadn't watched it, and my was like, how the hell you be doing that cooking and shit? You don't watch The Bear. I was like, man, because I just don't watch. Like, you don't catch everything. And I know you're supposed mm-hmm. to catch everything, but I just don't catch everything. And my thing now is I don't want to be, like, held hostage by a, a series, young. And when I saw, like, you know, I missed the first season. Cool. I missed the first season. But then when I looked up and saw it, it was two seasons in, and I had 18 episodes to catch on. That shit discouraged me, man. Now, what I didn't know were, was, like, the episodes were mainly a half an hour. Um, half an hour, 35 minutes apiece, whatever. So, that would have, like, you know, probably pushed me, like, closer to, um, you know, um, checking that joint out. But, I was under the impression that these joints are like hour-long episodes. I'm like, 18 hours young? Like, nah. I'm not being bothered with that. All right. Um, so Sunday, I clicked that joint on and shit, man. I saw the first episode flew by. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm about to, I'm about to cook the first season today, young. So, um, yeah, as I was, like, finishing up, like, the first season, that's when um, I started getting them texts and shit about Killer Mike on, on Sunday and shit. Like, I, I burned through that first season. Uh, yeah, um, it's high five. It's high five, man. Um, my girl Lynn, she was telling me to, to, to watch the Christmas episode. I mean, you, you seen all the episodes, right? Yeah, yeah. So she told me just like, just watch the Christmas episode. It's a standalone episode. You don't have to watch anything. Um, you don't have to like have any backstory. I'm like, nigga, that's not how we work, young. Like, I got to know everything, young. I can't jump in the middle of a series, dog. I'm just, I'm just not. Not hardwired that way, so, and I'm glad I didn't, cause if I had seen that fucking shit show the episode, like, I'd have probably fucking like ejected, young. Like, that Christmas episode was everything bad about every horrible holiday interaction I've had with like my family in some way, shape or form, like all rolled into one. Young. That shit would have fucking get, get, give me trauma, young. Um, seeing it by itself, but you know. In the grand scheme of things, like it, um, it made sense, and um, I enjoyed it and shit, man. So, um, yeah, man, really good show. Um, the one thing, like, if I had a criticism of it, because people are like it's just a perfect show. No, it's not. It's not. It's not perfect, and I'll tell you why. Sans the last what two and a half episodes, they missed such a big part of like hospitality um, serving and like just the restaurant um, industry and shit and that's like personal relationships man um, at some point in this show I was like 
is everybody is asexual or gay, young, repressing this shit, young, because it wasn't anybody like having like any flirting going on, any like in your windows and anybody throwing throwing some shit out there and like you know like I had one um one girlfriend um, in the past like she's a hospitality um, um, major or whatever got into that industry and shit and then another girl um, I dated or whatever she put herself through grad school she was like the hostess um at like the ocean air downtown or whatever like all they had was fucking stories about motherfuckers in their fucking Either fucking like you know the chef, either fucking the waitstaff, waitstaff fucking the fucking like the hostess or the waiters. Somebody fucking like motherfucking coat check guy. Motherfuckers got the the regular fucking um, people at the bar. They like man, all that shit was always like present because you know, those jobs, man. You spend like fucking between sixty five and eighty hours working these jobs, man. Like that's kind of like your life, so. Naturally, you're going to have, like, some, some shit going on there, and they kind of avoid this shit like the plague until the last two and a half episodes of season two, and I'm like, come on, young. So, that was kind of bothering me until um, the end, especially Carmi and shit, young. Like, you know, one of my first, like, favorite um, um, reality series and shit was called, I think, it was, was it called The Restaurant, I want to say? It was on NBC, and it was about... um. Rocco Despirito, um, who's like a restaurateur. Um, uh, I vaguely remember remember that, yeah. Yeah, young. And, um, yeah, man, like, he had, like, the, the hottest new restaurant in New York and shit, man. And, like, back when um, he was the man and shit, Jason Javi and motherfuckers was coming in the restaurant. Like, man, Rocco was fucking like shit on that show, young. Like, they didn't show it, young, but the way chicks was just throwing ass at him, I'm like, young. Ain't no way he wasn't knocking these these joints down, dog. So you know, Carmi's a good looking guy and shit, and like nobody flirted with him. No, nobody, nobody trying to fuck him. Like, come on, young. Uh -huh. That 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 just kind it kind of bothered me, young. Oh, um, in this show that everybody say said was so based on reality. I'm like, yeah, they missed the cog there, young. But they kind of got into it at the end of this season, and hopefully next season, um, you know, they'll expand upon that joint and um. Yeah, just like the um, pastry chef dude, young. At one point, I was like, young, is this nigga gay? He got a fucking a male roommate. That dude's kind of like, 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 like wild. I can't get a read on him and shit. And then is he is he flirting with old girl? But he give everybody the same dumbass smirk though. You know, so I couldn't decipher what was what, you know. So you know, he finally kind of asked her out and kind of caused some tension there. So they set up season three pretty pretty well, man. But, um, you know, overall, man, great show, man. I can see why it's getting, you know, the critical acclaim and, you know, motherfuckers, like, not to mention the food shit. Like, yeah, they take that shit way, way serious, um, It's a very, very competitive, um, very competitive field, man. Um, so, great show, man. I'm, I'm all in now. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm glad to hear that, dog. It I mean, <clears throat> you're not that much different from me. It took me a minute, you know. People kept telling me, and I was just like, I had a lot of starts and stops. And then I finally just bared down, so, so to speak, and just got got into <laughs> it. You just got to get through that first 15 minutes of the first yeah. episode. You, know? you got to really care, you know. 
Yeah. You can't be doing other shit. That's what I'm always doing when when I start these shows, you know. Be doing other shit and you be like you miss like just these certain little details that pull you in. Yeah. And yeah, I just I, I I was really like loving it. Like I got in deep like after the third episode. I was like, this show got yeah. shit, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, dog, like um you said you got to uh, season two? Oh, my, my, I finished that shit um, earlier today. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Jamie Lee had me crying, laughing, yeah. She was oh. un, she was unhinged, Tone. Wasn't she, young? Yeah, man. I be telling people, I'm like, man, don't y'all act like motherfucking Jamie Lee ain't that beast just because she beat uh, Angela for that award, you know. <laughs> like, y'all ain't going to shit on my girl, you know. She is a beast actress, you know. She was acting so fucking crazy, you know. Dog, when she asked her, are you okay? And everybody was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She said, what'd you say, young? I said, oh, my God, young. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dog. I nigga Bob beasted on that joint, too, young. That old yeah. Kirk, young. Yeah. He, he said, was not fucking phone. around, you know. He said, don't throw no phone at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Them two niggas was acting stupid as shit, you know. Yeah. The more one thing about that episode, yeah, it, it's real good, you because know, um, the husband, <coughs> um, the in-law dude, you know, when he had to um, say grace, you know, he, he was like, does he still have the fork? Right, right. Yeah, man. He was just happy to be around people who um who weren't born. You know, you could tell he lived a motherfucking milk toast ass life. You know, when they was pressing all about the motherfucking um, baseball cards, like I'm gonna give you five hundred dollars, but you got you gotta call me every every week and check in. Uh, he just want want to belong someplace. You know? That shit was good, dog. Right. Yeah. Oh man, and, that's um, funny. And um. I follow um, Maddie Matheson um, on YouTube too, his, his cooking channel and shit. He's a crazy ass motherfucker too. So um, they kind of harnessed it right because sometimes he can be over the top and shit, but like they fit him in just perfectly in this show. Where he can get his little motherfucking shit off for like, you know, seven, eight seconds or whatever and they, you know, they move on and shit, dog. So yeah, great show, man. Great show. Yeah, I'm glad you finally got into it, dog. Yeah, man, some shit just saved me time, man. Like, it took me fucking until, like, the next to last season um, to get into Ozark, man. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Ozark is definitely a slow burn, you know. Yeah, man. Lord have mercy, it's a slow burn, you know. It just so happens I was into that joint from jump, but, um... I kind of had no choice. I remember being on vacation. I, I went to visit my wife's family in Iowa, you know. I wasn't shit to do there. So, mm-hmm. it, that's just what I did by default. I ended up watching Ozark. Um, like, that was like the first season. And I just got really into it. But, yeah. I If I, you know, if I was home and had other options, <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have gave a fuck. But, yeah, that joint, that joint the beast. I haven't got into it yet, young. Um, but I haven't seen these fucking nerds um, go crazy yet. So 
I think it's I think this is a different like interpretation of it. I'm not quite sure, man, but there's a new um He Man um on Netflix or whatever, right? So mm-hmm. I think this one is written by Kevin um Smith. So I'm not I don't think he was included in the last one or he wasn't as heavily included or whatever, but I just know people were um you know, them conservative nerds and shit were up in arms because uh, they made the show all about uh, uh, the character Tila, who's like, she's like <laughs> one of the soldiers or whatever, but she was like the per, she was like the fucking hero of the show when everything was all said and done. And they was going fucking crazy over that shit. Like, we didn't watch this shit to see uh, some bitch be a fucking hero. It's called fucking Heat Man. <laughs> so. So, oh man, I'm not sure how this season's gonna go, man. But um, I'm curious to find out. Yeah, so I'm gonna try um, I'll hop on that sometime this weekend. Um, I think that's about it, yeah. Like, yeah, man. Um, what's the name? Pretty much took up my weekend. That uh, the bear I had to get through that shit. Yeah, and it was out and shit. So. Um. Yeah, and um, I already decided I'm gonna let like maybe another two episodes pile up on True Detective and shit before I watch it because I was mad shit watching the first episode and mad shit watching the second episode. I'm like, I need this shit to make sense, man. So I'm gonna go ahead and binge that when I can get maybe five episodes down. Mm-hmm. So that's about it. All right. Um, before you get to your outrage, John, have you heard? The, have you seen the hottest, the hottest fire um, outrage in the city right now, man? Mm mm. What's up, nigga? Brian threw this shit in fucking group chat, and I was like, okay, Brian. He's like, he saw on Facebook, so right then and there, I tuned out. I'm like, I don't care, yeah. Mm hmm. Then. Come all through this shit up. Then I seen shit all over IG. It's some old nigga, because I thought it was a, a young nigga. I'm like, I'm not debating no young nigga over there doing dumb shit like this. It's some old nigga who claims that anything. Oh my God. Let me try to find this shit and get it right. But basically, he's, he's claiming that parts of Northeast are, are called uptown, technically, and shit. When. Everybody calls Uptown Northwest and shit. So how did Northeast even become part of this conversation? I can't believe you didn't see this shit, dog. It is fucking everywhere, dog. Like niggas are having civil war over what the fuck is considered Uptown and what's considered Northeast in DC. That's crazy. Nah, I haven't seen that, bruh. It's about as close as you can get to a nigga holy war in the city right now. So that's because the, it's these white people calling these different neighborhoods name different names. You know, niggas ain't used to argue about this shit, right? So then, like somebody point out, like not only is Northeast Uptown, but anything past Georgia Avenue Metro is Mo County. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> and then. They put up, put up, a, hey, yeah, go ahead. They put up a screenshot 
of the metro um of a metro ledger joint young. Oh my god, yo. And it had like that green yellow line, young. And right past Georgia Petworth, young, that joint said Merlin Silver Spring. I said, Oh my God, young. I said, Oh my God, young. I'ma tell you now, young. This is entertainment. Like I'm taking it as just funny. Nobody is pulling me into a conversation like that. <laughs> hey, dog, that's Nobody, what I'm saying, young. young. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is crazy. Hey, <laughs> dog, man. When they pulled up that motherfucker sh- screenshot of that damn Metro sign, young, I didn't even have, like, no witty comeback. I said, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> dog. Oh, a tone. That's some good shit, man. Hey, I'm about to sing this shit right now, yeah. Look at this fucking sign, yeah. <laughs> yeah, between fucking Columbia Heights is D.C. and Georgia Avenue, Petworth is Maryland, which is crazy. <sighs> yeah, yeah. There's white people, yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on, young? It's so unnecessary. It really is. Like, what is their problem, young? Why do you need to know? Yeah, so the nigga nigga said, PSA, you're legitimately from the DMV and not DC if you believe that no part of Northeast is uptown. Swear to God, yeah. Swear to God, yeah. Like, the, I don't know why people acting like motherfucking Christopher Columbus, yeah. Like, we we know where the line is, yeah. Right, yeah. I'm like, dog, this city has quadrants, yeah. You have northeast, northwest, northwest, southeast, southwest, yeah. Like, you're not re- redrawing those lines, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, the white people got these people's heads twisted up, you You ever talk to a black person in their 30s, you and they and they be saying that that goofy shit like um um I can't even say it cuz I don't even think in these terms, but um Noma? They be saying that hey. Noma and Soma? Hey, young. I be like, "Hey, hey Sean, Get the fuck out of my face. What's wrong with hey, you?" Hey, young. They got so many shits now uh What's the, uh, oh, well, you know, technically I live in Kali High, right? <laughs> I don't know what that is, but sure. Columbia Heights, yeah. Nope. Kali High, yeah. See? Nope. See? Don't even get into my vocabulary. See ya. Don't even need to know See it. See ya. See ya. <sighs> my man, my job, yeah, like, this nigga just, um, apartment hops every two years and shit. Someplace got a fucking deal going on, he apartment hopping, young. So he went over, he went, he moved to Noma, young. Somebody said, you live in Noma? He's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> he was living there, young. He's like, I keep on seeing that, young. It's like, it's nigga, that's where you live. He's like, man, fuck out of here, young. Like, nah, that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So good, young. People, people be hitting that old city on me, young. 
Like that's where I live, you know. Mm-hmm. I man, I ain't gonna even say no name, but I don't know people who listen to this podcast and I know my motherfuckers like looking at me funny when I see him again. But <clears throat> it, was, it was a white man, and he was like, uh, "Yeah," uh, he kept saying Charles. He like, "Yeah, we got to talk to Charles, uh, nigga." He was talking about our council m- member. I was like, "What, <laughs> nigga? Just say his name, like council member so and so. Like, what the fuck is this, Charles, young?" Then he started talking about different parts of like the neighborhood, young, and kept using like them street names, like the the, the shorthand for him. I was like, "Bruh, first of all, like, we are only in the same ward." By name, we do not live in the same neighborhood. You're not even fucking close to me, young. Like, you way the fuck past Union Station. Stop saying you're in Ward 6, dog. You're not close to me. Like, you way the fuck up here, man. Like, you barely in Ward 6. Just annoying the fuck out of me, man. Like, I can't, I can't deal with younger black people in just gentrifiers white people like changing the names of the cities like just changing the culture like now I'm starting to be old for real like it's mm-hmm. it's fucking with me dog you know they about to invade the uh, Anacostia Park you know? oh for sure like real heavy this summer too like they mm-hmm. they getting bold cause my daughter gonna actually participate in some shit. Like they gonna have like um, girls um, long distance uh, track practice on, on the trail. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm about to be mad. Fuck around, be walking to some of my daughter and her friends come running past me. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm just I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm just not feeling it. You know? Yeah, man. Um, yeah. I work over there saying, I'm, I'm, I'm fully aware, dog. I'm fully aware, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Good luck with that, because the neighborhood is still turning over. I told you the fucking Starbucks uh, across the street from my, my job got got robbed at 10 o'clock in the morning, yeah. <laughs> 10 o'clock in the morning, dog. I'm like, man, niggas still getting coffee, yeah. Did what? they rob Did they rob customers? No, they they they, they robbed the register. But then, like, it it has an ongoing problem because they trying this progressive shit with, like, people calling in their orders and they putting all the orders on the fucking counter where people can come and grab them and shit, man. So niggas already been stealing that day. And they was like, well, shit, this is so easy. You might as well stick this motherfucker up, you know? That's exactly what they did. Mm. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, if I was a customer getting robbed early in the morning, you know, yeah. Be mad as shit. I want to kill somebody. Nigga, what? I'm trying to get coffee, young? You rob me? Hell no. Nah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom. Like I said, like whenever we bring this up, nigga, I, I don't try to break my routines. Keep the same routines, young. Yeah. Don't go nowhere I ain't supposed to be, young. It, until, until people stop complaining about violence in the city, young, and crime, yeah. 
I ain't gonna take uh-huh. no chances, you know. Bruh, I be taking my um my late um afternoon strolls. I'm like, okay, okay, the, the days are getting longer, so I got to about five. I think I'm up to like five thirty before getting yeah, about five thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shit, just today, young. Um, I was getting that last mile, and, and what's the name rolled up on me? Uh, Two people I went to high school with, they, they married and shit, and their son goes to, goes to Howard, whatever, man. They roll up on me, he's like, oh, what's up, hey, what you doing, what's going on, man? I'm like, you know, it's getting some exercise out here. They was trying to do that small talk. I was like, nigga, I'm trying to get in before it get dark, you know? Come on, let's wrap right. it up. Right. Hey, man, um, I'm not sure if you listened last week, man. Um, two weeks ago when we, we were recording, um, my neighbor upstairs got... um. Got held up right outside my, right outside um the back gate, right next to my car and shit. You know, Eleven thirty at night, on a Wednesday. Damn, yeah. You know? Got her coming out her fucking car, dog. I'm like, man. Mm. Man, I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. Damn. Yeah, yeah, and like, her son is like the only young black dude in the fucking building, so it's like, you know, it wasn't even his friends, you know, like. These motherfuckers be coming from like other neighborhoods, like to get niggas and shit in the alley. Yeah? I'm like, that's some bold ass shit, you know. So, yeah, crime still bad, young know? crime still bad. All right, what uh, what outrage do we have um elsewhere? It's <sighs> uh, a lot of shit, bro. Um, hold on. So, well, I ain't been on, so let me just start with, with the big one. I don't know if, um, I don't think y'all talked about it, but Jalen Green and Drea, you know, um, yeah, Button and them had a big blow up about it because uh, Melissa was uh, pulling punches, you know. So, Drea might be pregnant with Jalen Green's baby. And it's like a 20-year age difference between them. Like, she's about to turn 40, and I think he's he just turned 21. Mm. Um, and he ain't even got his, like, uh, big contract yet. And people mm. feel like she... Joe called her a predator. Like, <laughs> yeah, like just flat out. He was like, man, let's just say what it is. Like, this, these are the facts. Like, it's 20-year age difference. Like, she getting up there in age. She looking for a big payday. He about to get paid. This is what it is. And he's like, ain't no bones about it. And he turned it over to Melissa. And, and she was like, well, it's not It's not great. It's not good. Um, but they are both adults. That nigga flipped like, whoa, 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 hold up. Nah, that ain't what you was saying. That ain't what you was saying. He like you be calling people like um, what the fuck was the word they used? Cause this was a big point of contention. She kept saying it was overused, you know. Ah, oh, what the? What's one of them fucking buzzwords? Tone people be saying grooming. I think I think mm-hmm. they said I think Flip said like yeah, it's grooming, you know. Mm-hmm. And Melissa was like, yeah, that's overused. Like these are adults, and motherfuckers like man, Marcus Houston and his wife was adults. What the fuck is y'all talking about, you know? Like, is we going to be fair or we going to be fair, you know? So, yeah, Joe went off, you know? 
He was like, well, I see I have to do your job, Melissa. He was like, I'll be the woman and talk about this woman shit since you're not going to do your job. And she just sat there looking stupid, you know. But, yeah, he was pissed mm-hmm. off. And, like, I was trying to be reasonable about it, you know. And on his face, like, I, I honestly really don't care. Like, it's none of my right. business. And I agree with Melissa. Like, they are adults. And nobody should care. But in this climate that people have helped create by overreacting to adults doing what the fuck they want to do and taking like agency away from women and fucking infantilizing them and acting like they can't make their own fucking decisions. Yeah. Um, we gonna have to let it work in reverse too. Cause if this was a 40 year old man, you know, impregnating a rising star 20 year old, yeah, people would, people would have a huge problem with it. And rather than do like what Melissa tried to do and talking these like stupid ass platitudes, like, ooh, they're, they're, they're adults, like, you know, just say it's different to you. Just like it's different. It's different between when it's, when it's a woman and a man. It's different when a woman is preying on a man. Just say, I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings. I'm sorry you don't think it's fair, but it's different. Just say you think women can't make their own decisions. Just be clear about it. Because you ain't, you can't put the onus on a man. A man going to do what the fuck a man going to do. He going to go after a good looking woman. Don't be trying to twist and shit like, ooh, it's disgusting that a man... A woman under 25, you shouldn't even be the track attracted to that. Man, the fuck out of here. It's some very attractive women under 25. Y'all are fucking crazy. Don't mean I would fuck with them, even if I wasn't married. Wouldn't wouldn't think about them, but to look at them. Come on, young. But they try to make a nigga seem like a creep. But a woman, like, ooh, it's, it's all how Stella got her groove back time and shit. Fuck out of here, you know? These devil stands, though, like I, like I was saying about Common and, um, and, um, Steve Harvey's daughter, man. Um, he's a serial dater, man, and she just doing what she want to do. Fuck these niggas. Like, oh, that's her latest? That's his latest? What, what you mean? They hooked up? No, 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 no. It's my, people are talking about, like, you know, both of them have, like, had multiple, like, celebrity relationships and oh. shit. And, like, you know, I've seen, like, this, like, fucking thick piece, deep dive, short on fucking IG. Got the fucking dramatic music and shit. He dated, he dated Erica Badu. Then he dated Taraji. Then he dated so-and-so. He dated, is he a serial dater? And then, you know, same, by same measure, like, girl... She did, you know, um, homeboy from, um, she did Franklin, and she did Michael B. Jordan, man. Girl, get yours, girl. I'm like, this is not the same thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with either, you know. Don't make me any difference. But, um, yeah, bro. <laughs> it's just so stupid, though. Yeah. That shit's so stupid, bro. Um, Prayers up for Jalen, though. 
Yeah, bro. He about to get it. He about to get it, yeah. Because if she pregnant, I feel bad for him. Yeah. I feel bad years, for him, years. man. Because they definitely ain't got no future together. And he got to yeah. deal with that. The shit she brings. Lord, have mercy, yeah. Kenny Anderson about to be on the phone with that nigga like a good luck, young <laughs> nigga. <laughs> Good luck. I know Kenny Anderson, like, at one point was like, look, just take all the money I got and leave me alone. Nigga, what? Like, seriously, like, shorty, leave me. You are crazy. I have remarried. I don't want anything to do with you. Just let me see my shorty, and that's it. Um... So that was that. The other thing was, um, yeah, bro, like Sexy Red filmed a video after she just had a baby tone. Tone, you're not on Twitter, but I mean, I don't know where you consume your media at, so I doubt you would have seen this because Twitter is the fastest media source in the world. Tone. What's happened today? I just saw the video today. I, I, I guess it's a new song. Um, but yeah, the video out for it now, and it's her twerking on her um on her bed. You know, she's supposed to be sitting there. She probably got stitches. Tone, she's standing on the bed, shaking her ass, you know, acting stupid with the gown on and everything. But yeah, man, all I could do was just put up a picture, see Dolores, you know, no comment. There's nothing left to say, you know. It's crazy. Good luck to that baby. And uh, hope everything work out, man. Wow. Wasting yeah. no time, huh? It, yeah, I was not expecting that. Like, I don't know, man. It, with her, it just seems like I keep looking for, like, a rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Like, I really do. Um... And honestly, I don't even think that's the worst thing I've seen her do. So, I mean, it's pretty bad, though. Um, But, yeah, speaking of uh, rock bottom, she ain't do nothing in what I'm about to talk about. But, yeah, I've, I've seen this young lady film, like, a, a real disgusting slut video with a little boys dance, little boys and girls dancing uh, in the streets. And that's the great uh, Sukiyana. So she, say, yeah. Yeah, she yeah. did a yeah that video was disgusting. She did a uh, interview with uh, Bobby Athloff, and uh, niggas was off Bobby for a minute. You know, they was like, oh, she only interviewed white people now. So uh, she called these niggas bluff and got Suki. You know, she was like, uh, how black can I get? Oh yeah, her. Like this, this is this is black as I can go. You know. So yeah, she got Suki on there and. Uh, yeah, she was on there acting ignorant, you know, oh. trying to t- trying to teach her how to twerk and dance and all of that shit. Yeah, that's why, I like, you know, <clears throat> I'm not justifying anything that nigga did. Um, wasn't it? Uh, it wasn't um, NLE Chopper. It was. Um, remember what? Was it Jockway? It, it was somebody who was like. Um, he like forcefully like you know try to get a kiss from her when they were at like some damn 
Yeah. Splash party, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think Drewski was over there. He was like, man, get me the fuck out this motherfucking picture, young. Like, I won't be bought. I won't be associated with this shit, young. And, like, you know, she was, you know, vulnerable and she was the sympathetic figure. And I'm like, I hope she pivots right here, young. And it sees, like, how her perception, not that justifies anything anyone does to her, but, like, how that can just, like, just bring this bad energy and juju, young. Cause she looked like she was like her feelings was hurt. Oh so yeah, like, maybe, she, it definitely. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, maybe take this joint and like just like take a look at the whole situation and see what the trajectory of your career, like how it's going or whatever. So then from there, she kind of was low. Well, I don't know because I'm not on Twitter like that. But she was kind of low. But the next time I really saw her is when she was filming for um, Love and Hip Hop. Miami, she's on that joint, whatever. And then every interview she did, like, because she had like a new song or some shit coming out, whatever. Every interview they were asking her about that shit. And then she had to get real ignorant. It's like, motherfucker, I ain't here to talk about that shit. I mean, I mean, I mean, on my sophisticated bitch shit and whatever. Mm-hmm. Real sophisticated. Man. So yeah, like, but she was acting real ignorant. And then she's right back twerking, doing the same shit. And I'm like. I, it still doesn't give anyone the right to do, but like, this is what, this is how you are perceived. So like, either take it or leave it. But don't be getting mad people asking you about this shit when this is all they see from you. Right. Can't throw stones and hide your hands, John. Like, it's like, that shit got a shelf life, dog. But yeah, you know. <clears throat> yeah, gotta live your she, life. So it is right, it is. she did that whole shit you was talking about in the interview with uh with Shorty. She was cursing her out. Just mm-hmm. kept telling her to shut up. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're her young. Real quick, real with her. It's an act, young, because yeah, her mother, is. her mother's her manager. Her and her mother is so fucking mm-hmm. poised. I bet. Well spoken, so you know she was raised a certain kind of way. Like it's like it's like hit it's like hit him off complies talk, you know. On mm-hmm. record the nigga sound like he from under the gutter, you know. But he an intelligent dude, you know. But at least he he just talking that shit like she be acting that way and shaking her ass, you know. Yeah, dog. She walked on dog leases and shit, you know, and asking people, having a problem with people asking her, well, what's up with that? Yeah. Bitch, what the fuck you mean what's up with that? Like, oh, God, yeah. I, I think Tariq pulled her card over a year ago, you know. Like, he gave background on her and was like, she not FBA. <laughs> and like, oh, gosh, she just man. she just playing ignorant for money. And it was like, these are her parents, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he was like, yeah, this, this woman is a fed. She just acting <laughs> ignorant for no reason, you know. Oh, yeah, I forgot all about her and um, Umar too, you know. Oh yeah, 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 they did. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah. She didn't. She didn't. Honestly, you know, I knew she was. You know, I had seen the video. Um, and like I said, I thought it was disgusting, and I was like, all right, like she was still kind of on the fringe then. I was like, I ain't got to worry about this woman. Like, that shit is ignorant. Like, 
hip hop is really like becoming like, you know, it's on the way out. You know, like we've talked about that for a minute now. I was like, these, it's on his last legs. It's like, these are the acts that are like, um, coming to the forefront and people are consuming. Um, but what really like fucked me up with her is when she went over to Europe and start twerking on them old French ladies, you know. I'll never yeah. forget that video, you know. Yeah. I said, oh, fuck yeah. no, you know. I said, them old-ass women was just trying to walk that down the street, you know. They ain't got time for this. They look so confused, John. They weren't even scared. They was just like, what in the fuck? What the fuck? fuck? Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, what is this? Anything for a viral moment, man. It's the name of the game. Yep. But yeah, I, I ain't got uh, I ain't got nothing else, you know. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> to kind of piggyback off what James and I were talking about, like we um, we partied on um, on Vince McMahon last week. Because um, <laughs> he's such. He's such a dishonest and, and terrible person who's been getting away with for so long. Like, I actually went back this week and watched um, some dude uploaded the whole episode of Donahue from 1992. Sam, this shit, it just shows you how much the fucking world has changed, John. So, one of Vince cronies and shit who's been like, you know, since been like lauded as. Uh, um, a fighter for gay rights and shit because he's like one of the first like openly gay wrestlers and he was like you know one of the like I think he's he like the first open openly gay wrestler who was a champion um, world champion his name was um, Pat Patterson so like after his career was over he became like one of Vince's cronies and like you know his like vice presidents and some shit like that but this nigga used to fucking like threaten Young talent out there, give them some ass, or they they wouldn't like have have any fucking career in the wrestling industry and shit, man. So around ninety two, he was actually he had to like step down, or whatever. But he did the same same shit Vince just did. He stepped down for a while and then he came back when when the shit cooled down. But in the midst of all that shit, they had the dudes who accused him of that shit on Donahue or whatever. So. Young, that audience was so toxic, young. They were like, well, you know, Don, he was just like reading the child, like, well, you know, he said you had to touch his penis or something. And everybody just snickering and shit, young. Just laughing and shit, young. And these dudes are like, man, I don't know what was funny, Mike. Like, like all y'all have jobs. If this is happening to y'all, like, this wouldn't be funny or whatever. Right. And then, you know, Vince is sitting there, like, <laughs> he's actually watching all this shit. It's kind of like, just stoic and shit like nope 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 not gonna react not gonna react or whatever and then he just denied all the charges and shit man I'm like dog if anybody did this like with a woman in 2024 young like this shit will be like niggas will be nigga beyond outrage and shit but it's a man you know and he gotta fucking like you know deal with like some um soft gay dudes hitting on him like why don't you just punch him or some shit like dude it was my career yeah like it's not the same 
So, but anyway, um, so that shit is like dominated like two weeks of news or whatever. So, going back like two weeks ago, they had like one of their biggest pay per views, uh, the Royal Rumble, and everybody wanted um, like Cody Rhodes, um, Dusty Rhodes' son to win. So he won that joint. So when you win the, the Royal Rumble, you get your choice of who you want to face at WrestleMania. So everybody wanted him to face um, Roman Reigns and shit. That's the, the WWE champion or whatever, right? So it's this whole thing about Cody. Like um, his his story arc is like he's finishing the story that his father never finished, like reaching the top and becoming world champion or whatever. So everybody wants Cody to finish the story. So he comes out on the next like um. Monday Night Raw um, broadcast and they're like okay Cody's going to announce he's going to fight Roman Reigns he's like you know what I'm going to take everything Roman Reigns has but not not quite yet so then the motherfucking Rock's music hits and shit uh, so now he's setting up the Rock to fight Roman Reigns at, at Wrestlemania and niggas booing like shit they're like nah <laughs> this is not what the fuck we want man so between like the WWE fans and all these fucking like smart with it, well, they call like niggas who like like fans who like discuss wrestling and shit on YouTube and on online. They call them marks and shit. They call them marks marks for, for the business or whatever. These marks are having fucking fits on on YouTube and shit. Like The Rock is such a fucking selfish bitch. Why would he come in and ruin Cody's story? <laughs> And like they like dog, they've been going off the last two weeks. When in reality, what would you as a fucking company like the, the company, the parent company is um, TKO TKO Endeavor, like they own UFC and some other shit, whatever. Their stock plummeted when that news about Vince hit, and it's been like rocky since and shit, man. No pun intended. So, what would you rather have people talking about? The Rock stealing Cody's moment or rape? Grooming and fucking toxicity and shit, you know, like he's completely, they've completely redirected the conversation and shit. And motherfuckers like, this is the worst thing ever. Like, no, the worst thing ever was two weeks ago, you dummies. But you know, wrestling fans aren't that smart. You know, I, I keep on saying right. wrestling fans and and, and hip and hip hop fans, they one and the same. You know, they like yeah. 15 years behind fucking like the rest of humanity and shit <laughs> and realizing what the fuck is acceptable and what's not acceptable and shit. They don't understand that, you know, when you're dealing with fucking money and stocks and shit, like you can't have a fucking story lingering about one of the most like powerful people in the business that's connected to your company and all this shit, you know? You gotta read, like, they pay fucking like marketing company and like um, PR companies millions of dollars to do this shit that they just did like in one fell swoop, you know? Right. So, yeah. That's the outrage of wrestling right now that the fucking rock that ruined wrestling, you know? It's, it's so ridiculous, dog. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm way out of the loop on wrestling, but I, yeah, I did see people complaining. Um, nobody that we fuck, fuck with, but, you know, I clicked on the rock was trending and I just wanted to get a sense of what was going on. So yeah, I read a few of the tweets, you know, I was like, all right. Oh dog like yeah. stupid. I know you um you, you don't fuck with the rock, young. You wanna hear you want you wanna see some good hate, young like 
if they go through with this storyline, because it, it might be a chance that they um, pivot from here because if he comes out and main main events WrestleMania, he getting booed, yeah. It's gonna be a shit show. Yeah, I don't hate on him in that context. Like, I that wouldn't do anything for me. Um, but yeah, it, it. I don't understand when he became hated. Um, like, is it because like people feel like he turned his back on wrestling? Like they don't no, want so, him anymore. So like every time he comes back and shit, like you know, for a show or two, or whatever. Like, it's fine, young. It's just been this, Sean. Oh, it's okay. just been this. Like, you've had your time. Like, let somebody else have their time. And, like, why are you doing this now, yeah? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Wrestling fans have become very entitled over the past, um, like, 15 years or so, you know? It's like, it used to be, okay, whatever we, we, we feed y'all, y'all got to deal with it. Now it's like, man, if y'all make the motherfuckers win who we want to win, young, um, we gonna fucking like disrupt and, and crash every fucking show, yeah. Like people you're supposed to supposed to cheer for, they gonna get booed. We gonna we gonna start screaming obscenities and shit and start them chants up, and y'all gonna do what the fuck we want, right? So that's the outrage there. Um, the only other one I had was uh yeah, <laughs> Joe and Ish got into it again, like like. Unless Ish just decides he's going to, like, be able to deal with whatever Joe throws at him, young, like, he might as well go ahead and punch him now, young, um, and get it over with, because it'd be bothering him, it'd be bothering the fuck out of him, especially with this shit about, like, his ex-girlfriend, like, that's really pushing his buttons, young. Hmm. And that shit is, like, and Joe is, like, a master fucking gaslighter, dog. Oh, yes, he is. He just keep on talking about it like it's no fucking big deal. And like, this nigga was with this girl for nine years, young. And Joe just like, as soon as they break up, he invited her over hookah, young. Like, come on, dog. He's supposed to be my man, young. And you keep on bringing it up on, on the show, dog. Like, so now it's not even just between us. It's between us and fucking thousands and millions of people, young. Like, nah, young. Like, niggas got pride too, dog. Right. It's only so long, young. It's only so long. Flip be on there trying to keep the peace. I'm like, Flip, if that was you, nigga, you would have been punched Joe in the face, young. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just like this this unspoken thing between Joe and Flip. Like, Joe knows, like, not to take it too far with him because Flip would throw everything out the window and hit him for real, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just, it just has... They're dynamic just gives me that sense like he won't go off on flip like he go off on ish and ice yeah it's, it's like that uh that joint you, you was telling me about with um like motherfucking gary williams and, and johnny yeah mm-hmm. like yeah he know he can't treat motherfucking johnny the way we well, can't treat um johnny the way he treat motherfucking Gilchrist or somebody like that. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Hey, you can barely treat Gilchrist like you picked the wrong example. Gilchrist was a John, John, He probably more yeah. volatile than Johnny, nigga. 
Yeah, they, man, they, them, them stories about Gilchrist, that motherfucker, man. That's why he ain't yeah. make the league, you know? Like, his temper was bad, you know? He might have been the first fucking um, Jabbar's Crittenden. Yeah, for yeah, he wasn't like a, a. He was just like ready to go. He yeah. wasn't in like it wasn't on no gun shit. He wasn't like that type. But yeah, <laughs> like nigga, he was like, don't test him, y'all. He will fuck you up. Um. But yeah, man. Anyway. I ain't got nothing else, dog. Okay. Well, we can wrap things up here. Um, shout out your shows, giving the info, and get shout outs. Yeah, man. Uh, check me out on Mondays uh, with what you've been watching. Um, TV and movie review uh, podcast. Um, so, yeah. Hopefully, I put y'all up on some, some good shit that's... Um, on TV and at the, at the movies. Um, I'll try to do more reviews because um, sometimes we focus a bit too much on uh, one show. Um, but some of y'all seem to like that. But uh, I'll try to get through more movie reviews during the show as well. Um, and on uh, Wednesdays, uh, me and C.A. Huggins, <coughs> we drop um, We're Better Than You, um, college basketball podcast. Focus primarily on uh, Duke and Kentucky, but we do talk about um, other uh, college programs and a lot of NBA. Um, so check that out, man. That's always a fun conversation. We just be on there bullshitting, talking shit, man. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of the listeners that uh, listen to us would enjoy that. So check that out. And, again, um, a documentary I worked on. Um, a lot of you have heard me talk about it over the years, but uh, Imagining the Indian is out now on Prime and Apple. Um, I think it's like $13 and $12 for uh, SD and HD. Um, so, yeah, man, if you if you have the means, I um, do recommend it, as Ferris Bueller once said. <laughs> um yeah, man. Catch y'all next week, though. All right. Shout out to everybody out there. Listens to the podcast. Supports it. Spreads it out to the world. To your friends and family. Um, happy Super Bowl weekend. Um, I'll talk to you guys next week. This is FS Podcast. We out. <laughs>